Welcome to episode 389 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto, team, welcome along to episode 389 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? I'm pretty good, Bevan, and you? I'm sounding a bit Barry White today, don't yeah, I? Yeah, I got a little bit of that still going. Yeah. Yesterday, I sounded like I had a pretty big hangover. Did you have a hangover? No, oh. just a bit like you, losing the voice a little. We had John's race on the weekend, I was yelling all day, and uh, the cost of that is I sound like Barry White. Mm. John, I have to start the show before we get into sponsors. I got an email, two emails from Frank McVie. When I wake up, I never. Once I go to bed, phone down, don't touch it. Mm. But as soon as I wake up in the morning and it's the alarm's gone off, I'll just see what emails have come through. Mm. Frank McVie sent me two of your emails as I woke up yesterday morning. First mm. email, you guys are getting smashed in the rugby. Second email, oh well done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All blacks, yes. Stuck on that one. Stuck on that one, Frank. Yeah. Anyway, um, I am talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh, that would help my throat right now. I tell you. Athlinks.com. Uh, social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. Trainingpeaks.com. The place where you can put your great training results. And SLS Tri. Your cool Tri gear and the Fulinator. Did the Tri suit proud on the weekend, didn't he? He did. We'll be talking about that later on. Hey okay, guys, in this week's show, um, sorry, I, I do have to apologise about my voice, but you're going to have to persevere through that. We've got some news. We've got an age ripper of the week. We've got a website of the week. We've got an interview. Yes, we've got Tyler Butterfield on the show, great interview, really nice guy, and was, uh, and just gave us some really nice insight, because he, he formerly raced some ITU stuff, and it's really good, he calls a spade a spade, and says it as it is, which is great. Yep, very good, and then we're, oh, we're going to do some Ironman finishes, are we? And we've got a few Ironman finishes. And then some questions and answers at the end. Okay, Jonbo, well, the big news probably, it is quiet time of the year for us, but... Yeah, it's, the not, big that, pe- it's not that big. <laughs> no, no, but the big news for this week is that the world... 70.3 championships are going to be held in Europe, and at this stage, I've kind of penciled four locations, which are? We've got one in Norway, Hagasand. Uh, That's why I passed it to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luxembourg, I think I can get that one right. Yep. Uh, nice in France, and Zell something or other in Austria. So <laughs> good to see. It'll be interesting to see yeah, how many Americans, you know, the, 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 the 70.3 worlds seem to be dominated by... You know, massive amounts of Americans because that's where they're, they're held each year. Or they were in Canada this year, I think, weren't they? Um, <coughs> we're both dying. Yep. Uh, but no, it's it's good to see. And it's interesting that they've gone with the idea of um, announcing four finalists. potential locations. Yeah, they've never done that before, have they? No. So good to see. It's going to be good to have it in Europe. And When will it be held? Do we know? 2015. No, yeah, but when? Oh. 2015. <laughs> I would, have, I would have thought at the same time they've been, they've been having um, Vegas, so that's sort of eight weeks out from Kona. Oh, you so. still think well, I would have thought so. You think? Yeah, makes sense. Middle of summer over there as well, same same seasons. Yes, so, yeah. Who, who's going to win, John? Good times. Who would you 2015. Put your money on? Uh, no, 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 no. Who's going to win the location? Oh, who's going to win? Um, it will be. I'll go with. I'm going to go France. Yeah, I'd be Biggest probably audience. leaning towards Nice. Got a bit of tradition down there. Yeah, could could have quite a funky course. I'm not, I'm going to go with that as well. But uh, hopefully, if they do it there, they'd do a cool course like they do with Ironman. Mm, that's, that's my prediction. So who's nice. who's going to win the race, guys and girls? Guys and girls. I was going to say, but I was about to say um, Gomez, but 2015 is the year before the Olympics, so it probably won't be Gomez. 
So it will be... Um, you think Gomez is going to be at 16? Yeah, definitely. 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 No doubt about it. No doubt about no it. No doubt oh, at Sebastian all. Keenlay will still be going then. We'll go with Sebastian Keenlay. And girls? Girls, so I think um, we will go with Miranda Carfrey. Wow, wow, you've taken some risks here, I tell Real you. Big risk. Whoa, big risk. living on the edge. If you aren't living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Exactly. Okay, uh, coming up this weekend, we've got Ironman Cosmel, which is uh, going to be an interesting race, John, isn't it? Pretty strong field on, yeah. the, on the guy's side of things. So we have Nils Fromhold from Germany, who's rated number one by Torsten, uh, Aniko Lanos, Marino van Hornacker, Tyler Butterfield, and Michael Weiss making a return after a drugs ban. Then Matthias Hecht as well, uh, Richie Nichols in there, Justin Deere. So that's a pretty strong field. You never know who's going to bring their A game. We've, we've talked with Tyler Butterfield, and he yeah. does not sound like he's got his A game ready for this race. Well, it wasn't necessarily to have his A game. It was more, I'm not going to take risks at this stage. Hmm. Yeah. And Marino you know, needs points. And Nico Lanos, I can't even remember where he finished in Kona. But I don't think it was particularly... He finished 11th, actually, in Kona. So he, he probably doesn't desperately need the points. But, you know, if he can do this, he'll have those points. He'll have his Kona points. He'll probably be, you know, probably just have to do one race to, to sort of tick the box next year. He'll probably probably get by with some 70.3s, but he'll put himself in a really strong position. So even if these guys don't have stellar, stellar races, chances are they're still going to have a pretty high finish and uh, and crank up some good points. So, you know, in but terms then, of then you're not going to go like Justin Deere, who could use this as his A race for the season. Mm. You know, look, it will be interesting to see the transition or the, the race between the guys who've come off Kona, who've got the Kona fitness, but maybe don't really want to push it that hard mm-hmm. and then the guys are going to go well you know what this is the race I'm really my A race for the year where I'm going to give it heaps it'll be interesting to see yeah. kind of how this pans out a couple of other dark horses in there Patrick Evo who's usually pretty consistent um, on getting on the podium Leon Griffin as well the the Aussie who is a former pretty sure he's a former world duathlon champion uh, could, could be up amongst there but yeah, it's just really hard to know in terms of saying, right, this guy's going to dominate. You just don't know what sort of shape they're in um, and whether they're just going there to get some points. But it uh, should be good times. Looks like a um, pretty cool course. The swim is going to be really hard work because uh, I've got a girl racing there and you sort of you basically swim parallel to the shore. So you swim along to a, to a marker. So it's, Wait, is it on the beach uh, or is it lake? I think it's more of a sort of, it looked a bit like a lagoony, not lagoony, um, you'd have a sort of a reef out there, so you're yep, sort okay. of swimming within the reef. So you swim down the first marker, and then you swim miles along, and then you turn around another marker and come back. So it's not really an open triangle. It's basically a just a, kind of like a, a line. line yeah. um, so that'll be hard work between those two swim boys. Quite a bit of breeze on the bike by the sounds of it, and uh, and most people will be going there from you know fairly cool conditions if you're going from North America, and it'll be reasonably toasty. Not Kona toasty, but pretty toasty. And girl side of things? Girl side of things. We've got Joycey uh, racing, and she will be, I don't know what sort of shape she's in, but she should absolutely crush this field. Although having said that, her expected time is 9.05 versus second place expected time 9.09. I can't see it being that close. Celine Shara from now, Switzerland, who I've never heard of before. Now when we look at try ratings, John, mm. he's got rankings... Mm. What is it? What is it? So, right. Joycey is ranked number three on the females' of rankings all triath- of, of all current triathletes that are, that are racing. So then, so this Nin, this Sins from Hold, yep. from Germany, he's ranked number one. Yeah, why is that? It's weird. Don't know why that is. 
Maybe but, maybe he's defending. Like we, know, we know Nikos had a pretty big year, so he's been he's second. number two. Yeah, that makes sense. There is brackets around that number one, yeah. so there could be a reason I'm for sure that. Dawson will let us know. Yes. So anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure Joyce is ranked number three. The Celine Shara. Uh, she's ranked number seventh. Yeah, Torsten, I think, said she's only had one race, and that sort of means that and she had a pretty of, reasonable okay. race, so she hasn't had any shockers, so I think that's why she's she's ranked quite highly. But, the one floor you know, in the system. Uh, jo- if Joycey just bumbles around the course, uh, she should probably still win this. Uh, there's some good girls there, but there's no that nobody else remotely close to sort of Kona top ten material there. So, so given the form Joycey was in in Kona, We'll see if she goes over there so and crushes She's got a lot of pros, haven't they? I know. You know, 42 guys, or even more. There's a few guys underrated, so we're going to say about 46 guys. And then we've got about, you know, just under 30 girls. And of, of those pros. guys, about 20 of them, their times... Uh, they don't meet John's standard? They don't meet my standard. No. Their time, so we've got down uh, 19th place and below. Their expected time, based on Torsten's ratings, is over nine hours. All you guys shouldn't be racing professionally. You're no longer a pro. John Newsom's pro. Get Maybe we can have John Newsom's pro category. Yeah. You know, a bit of footsie for you there as well. Yeah, yeah nice. You know, uh, John Newsom's pro category, which means um, if you turn up to a race and you haven't done a sub nine, you're no longer a pro. Mm. You go in the age group category. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Although I did change that to being, you need to be within one hour of the winner. So if we say Nils from Holm is expected to go eight oh four, that means we'll go to nine oh four. So that bumps a couple of people up the list. That, yes. take, that takes it down to Leon tw- Griffin. You're still a pro. <laughs> yeah, that, you're a former world <laughs> champion, I think, but you're not good enough to be a pro. Uh, I think that takes it down to about twenty sixth or twenty seventh place. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. You're, you're, you're you can't system. be serious. Somebody's got a predicted time of ten forty seven. Look, come on. Look, John. Girl side thing, same deal. Joyce's expected nine oh five. Anybody's there slower than ten oh five, you shouldn't be there. Get out of the get, get out, out of the sport. Get out ashamed of the sport. Yeah. Oh. Bring you be, you get you should get a, a, a code violation for bringing the sport into disrepute. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like they're doing other sports. Okay, Ray Lutz racing WA, which you is, is he I, know, I just chucked it in there, I saw what he was racing. I thought oh, that's pretty interesting. He's never really done a from what I can see, a sort of a race down under, um, and he is a guy that desperately is going to need points to to oh, get to come. Not really. If you think about the interview we've just done with Tyler, um, Ham- Tyler Butterfield, he's he's not really going to struggle. Well, he's going to have to do two Ironmans. Yeah, but he's not going to struggle. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's still going to. Like, like, okay, uh, he's you know he's getting to that late thirties age where we go. She is maybe missed the bus on one in Kona. Ho- you know, hopefully he doesn't. Maybe he can come back in one Kona. But Rayleigh's not going to struggle. He'll do this race. He'll but he's got a. He's, I, I think he'll have to do two Ironmans. And so in the past, he would have had his Kona tick, and then he would have gone and done, say, um, a North America, uh, you know, European Ironman. So now he's got to go and do WA um, to get some points, and then he'll have to go and do another Ironman. So um, I don't even. Think Does he do really like if he went? Okay, Millie WA is not a high points race, so. He's probably not going to a huge amount of race, but can you, you know, for a guy like Ray Lewis, who can turn up to lots of 70.3s and win, mm. do you think he does have to do two? Like, obviously he will, because he loves to do a European one. He often does Germany each year, doesn't he? Germany one of the big German races. So, when, or Austria, you know, like he, he does race a lot in that kind of peak season in Europe. Yep. And so obviously it looks like he's going to do two, but can a Ray Lewis, who is one of the best guys in the sport, do one Ironman and still qualify? Well, I'm just having a look at what you would get if you went and did the... Because we know he could turn up to most 70.3s and, if not win, be top three. Oh, come on. How, how hard can it be to find this information on the 
on the website. On the interweb. Are you looking for points? I'm just wondering, like you said, if, if he won, say, Ironman Germany, so the European, what they call the European Championships, and then complemented that with a bunch of 70.3s, whether that would be enough. And the information is not free to hand, so I can't figure that out. Yeah, we need to think back to how many points you needed to qualify. Because, you know, what is it, 30, how many guys is it? 50. 50. So he only has to get in the top 50. Mm. You know, and it, it's just interesting, you know, you, I'm sure he will end up doing two Ironmans this year if he's doing WA, but, you know, I'm just curious to see if he could have got it without that. It's just not, it's just not easy to find, Bevan. Not when, easy to find. When's WA? WA's in start of December. Okay, so in a couple of weeks away. Mm. Um, we've got some challenge news, John. Yes, so we had uh, the first of the, well, not the first of the Challenge Australia races, but we had a new Challenge race in Australia at the weekend. So there's quite a bit of action happening for Challenge. Uh, Tim Reid took that up. Man, that guy wears some odd stuff. I mean, he's the guy, he, he races in Speedos, which, full credit to him. So he's the winner there, and he's a bloody good athlete. Yeah. He's looking pretty sharp. And, 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 he's got his he, trucker hat on. Yeah, he's got his trucker hat on. Then he's got a, a green, a sort of a zoot. limey green zoot thing. And then he's got orange Speedos. Hey, John, you and I aren't fashion gurus. No. Let's be honest about this. So he took that out. And you're less than I am. Mm. Like, I'm not a great fashion guru. You're a little bit back from me. I'm still saying that but, doesn't work. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then Rebecca, Ho- Rebecca Hoschke uh, took out the girls' race. Apparently it pissed down in the rain for most of the day, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, it's all going cu- in Phuket at the moment. They have the challenge uh, sort of week over in Phuket. Next weekend they'll have the challenge half. Uh, this last weekend they had the, the f- infamous Laguna Phuket Triathlon, which is part of that challenge week. Yep. Uh, I had an email this morning from, from Peter Reed from Tamsin uh. telling me uh, you've got to come and do this race this morning uh, sometime, and I'm, I'm, I haven't replied yet. But Tamsin, you're getting a reply saying, "Come on." Brush up on your history. I have done that race once, and I probably will never go back again because you don't want to break your record. I don't do want you? to break my record. That's right. Uh, we had a really wild defenders title title there. Um, Melissa Holstein to take out the girls. And do you think Macca is done and dusted in terms of racing seriously again? Because he got checked and he got checked. Yeah, Melissa Holstein took him down by. Is he still doing this podcast? A minute, I think so. He was pretty, I think he kind of fell off the wagon a bit with it, so not, although I didn't really listen. But um, so where did he go? Like seventh. Yeah. So he got taken down. And apparently. Mac is making a lot of money doing other things. Apparently, might be doing, some, doing something over there as well with uh, Tanya Pora. Apparently, might be might be in the in the wins. So okay. see what's going on with the world of Macca. And final other bit of challenge news is uh, they've added an aqua bike option to Atlantic City, their American race. So aqua bike. Apparently we're growing quite quickly in the States. Uh, if I was building up for an Ironman, I'd say that's a bloody good idea. Don't so wait a second, going. what's happening? So they've, they've added an aqua bike option to their Atlantic City race for the challenge in the States. An aqua bike? So nice. swim, swim bike, which is, which is great if you cannot run, you still want to be involved in the sport. It's also a fantastic training day uh, in terms of getting ready for a late season the aqua Ironman. bike is the end of it. It's a bit, uh, like how are they going to make it special at the finish? I don't think they would, and it, it would become a real problem if it was taken seriously by uh, high-level athletes. You know, having a sprint finish, they would not be prepared for it. It would just no. be people rolling across yeah, the, exactly. the T1 like, time. And, and do they have a finish line? Yeah. You know, like, do they have a special shoot they go down? Mm. 
you know, like it, it's which, which you, you need if you're gonna if you're gonna do it seriously. If it's just a money grab, they'll just have people yeah, come well across. Well done. Here's a, here's a, here's a but tell. yeah, I would agree. You've got to you'd have to divert those people, and, and they they should get to ride down the finishing shoot. It's not going to probably not going to be anybody running down there, and it'd be pretty entertaining. No, but there would be there would be because let's say hmm. you got your your first Ironman. Let's say is it a full distance Ironman at this race? I think so. Okay, so let's say it's an Ironman distance just for, for argument's sake. Eight and a half hours. Eight and a half hours. You're going to get some people who are going to be That's riding true. for that long. You know, mm, mm. Bike, swim, you know, you get a slow swimmer two hours mm, and, mm. you know, six and a half on the bike. That's true. Hope they thought they through a challenge. Mm. Give, you got to give those people some love. But I suppose you could have a different finishing shoot, but it depends on how many people you get. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I'm picking, you don't have usually you, get a lot. Have you done many equi bikes? I've never done an equi bike. No? No. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I think it'd be interesting if you had a short course. You know, like a maybe like a two k bike and then mm. a ninety minute ride. Two k run and then. Oh, sorry. Um, what are you 2K saying? Two k swim. Right. And then you know, kind of similar time frames. Maybe half an hour of swimming, mm. an hour to an hour and a half of biking. That'd be a pretty cool, cool race, wouldn't it? Doesn't appeal to me. Oh. <laughs> I think it's a great training day for somebody getting ready for an Ironman or for people that can't run. Um, but doesn't appeal to me. Remember when we did Epic Camp? Lots, I did that. I did an equal bike. Did you? Yeah. Well done. Swim bike. Congratulations. It was the 13th day. Mm. The hardcore did it. Nice. And remember Mark Petrofessor, mm. Curly Freight Train? Mm. He was going to do the whole thing. Put his shoes here. Mm. And then someone took his shoes away and he was going Oh, down in Wanaka, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Those were the days, John. Those, Those are the, are the days. days. John Leverson sent through a great email. He rocks. Try247.com. And we've recently we've been talking a lot about the guys going sub eight and how a lot of these records have been broken. And sent through this really interesting one. The first sub nine female Ironman finish was by Tia Sabesma. Do you remember her? She was awesome. Yep. Was she? Yep. She won, uh, I remember her winning Zoffenkin. And I thought she was more of a duathlete than a triathlete. So maybe she just, um, I don't know how she managed well, that. She had a smoking day in Roach back in 1991 because she did 8.55.29. So she just didn't go under. She smashed it too, didn't mm-hmm. she? And the 17 years since then, so between 1991 and 2007, there were nine, the nine hour mark was broken 19 times in total by female athletes. This year alone, 2013, We've had 20 sub-nine female athletes. Including Iron, following Ironman Arizona. That's that, that's phenomenal, isn't it? It is. The girls have lifted their game, haven't they? Definitely have. Girls rock. A lot more yeah, pro athletes out there and a lot more fast athletes out there. It's good to see. It's really good to see. It really, you know what? It, it, it really started tumbling. Basically, the year, uh, year we went to road. It was you, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all you. <laughs> no, like, we're going to get as fast as that guy. He's got great legs. Now, the year we went to road, all of a sudden... Things just started going mental from there on in because that was a year that, from memory, Newby Fraser's record got broken. I'm pretty sure up to then, Newby Fraser's uh, 8.51 was still valid. Yeah, And then that race you had uh, Yvonne and Erica, Erica. Chomor just smoke it and then people were just smoking it left, right and centre. And now it's... Um, but then, then they didn't even beat the record because remember the girl in Austria broke it no, the same weekend. No, they, they broke it. And the, but then they called the other girl. I think they called the other oh, girls the one Iron fast. Man. Son. Mm, mm, stupid. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sponsor John. SLS try. Yes, Philinator. Philinator was wearing the so SLS. We had, we, had, kit. we had the House of Travel Festival triathlon over the Triathlon weekend. Festival. Get it right. Oh, I always say that. Yes. Oh, sorry. It's all right. I, it's, I'm the announcer. Yeah. I got it wrong all day. Yeah, you did. What did I call it? The House of Travel Triathlon Festival. And what did I call it? The House of Travel Festival of Triathlon. Oh, man. Shoot me now. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot me now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Phil and Nader got conned to go in the elite race. Didn't get conned. 
there was lots of good guys around his ability. No, he was, hey, he did himself proud. He did. And John put a clip on YouTube, on not no, sorry, on Facebook, yeah, of his bike transition, which we'll probably talk a little bit about later. Yeah, it was gold. Yeah, he came out. Of, let's talk that about a, now. That was the second one though. It wasn't oh, his first one. I know, and his first one was a bit of carnage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So his first did he had carnage in his first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nearly, nearly. First one was was a bit messy, and was a little bit looked like he potentially could. Fall and die. Well, no, the potential was that he probably has not got much chance of having children any longer. Yeah, that's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, because he jumped really high, yep. came down. Balance wasn't good. And then basically landed on a seat and slipped forward and very nearly went onto his top tube. Yes, it was, it was very entertaining for the crowd. And then what happened was, coming in the second transition, if you've had that first one, John, what do you do? You yeah. take it slow, you do it safe, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Not the feeling that he had his iron torch dry suit on. He was looking sharp. Mm. He just did the same thing again, but the second time he nailed it. To yeah, me. he did. And he <laughs> gave the crowd a whoop whoop. Oh, he was great to commentate too. Because lots of people, they'll give you the cheeky smile when they commentate. He'd always pump his arm in the air. <laughs> he was gold. <laughs> and he did the iron torch tri- tri- suit proud, didn't he? He did. So if any of you guys want to get the iron torch tri- suits, their stocks are a bit low now, <laughs> but what you want to do is just uh, pop Sebastian and the, t- and the team there an email. They're going to produce some more in the new year. They've still got some stock, but not, not all sizes. Uh, so if you guys down under, if you want to get one of those bad boys, just pop them an email, see what they've got, and uh, and they can hook you up. Now, they have got one special. I think it's finishing today, so I thought it went on a bit longer. But, um, <laughs> it's a bit of pointless. Well, no, it's, it's a... It's a it's Is a, that today these New black, Zealand? Black, black Friday things. I thought Black Friday was like Friday the 13th or something like that. Or was Black no, Friday. It's, it's a big American like... So was it... I it's think it was almost last like the Friday. beginning of their sales. No, 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 it hasn't happened yet. I thought, I'm pretty sure it was last Friday. I kept getting emails about this stuff. Okay, wait. You keep talking. I'll anyway, find out. anyway, they had a holiday offer that I think finishes today. So if you're listening on Tuesday or Monday, the 25th American time, they had a, an offer: get a pair of free, get a pair of compression socks for yourself and a $25 gift certificate for a loved one. So there you go. You get it. Basically, buy some socks and you get a gift certificate certificate to give to someone. And I've got to say, I do love the SLS um, socks. I'm pretty much wearing them now. Uh, I don't wear them on all my runs, but I certainly wear them on all my long runs. And then I really, really like the compression tights, the SLS ones, uh, and I'm always wearing them. I wear them for about 24 hours uh, after a really key session. Uh, so I'll sleep in them. Um, I'll wear them all day and then sleep in them and then, then take them off and they'll be nice and stinky. Uh, but after any hard key sessions or any races, I'm living in those bad boys. Uh, they're, they're quite different in terms of material versus, say, a skins type one, which is sort of more of a lycra type one. It's it's much more a meshy material, and I, I reckon you get a lot better compression out of them. So check it out, SLS Try. Use promo code IMTALK and you get yourself a nice big discount. And if you want to get one of those tri suits, uh, just if they haven't gone on their website, pop them an email saying you want one and add your name to the list and they'll be producing some within the new year. Okay, so here's what I've figured out in the last minute that you've been talking. Mm-hmm. Black Friday comes the day after Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah. I figure Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was last week. No, no. Yes, it was. It's the 28th of November. I've got okay. just Googled it. Okay, fine. <laughs> carry on, carry on. <laughs> so so Thanksgiving must always be the last Thursday in November. Okay. I'm thinking that's what happened, and then Black Friday must always follow the day afterwards. Okay. So unless it was last week, which I'm pretty sure Google's not wrong. Uh. What is Google though? <laughs> well, anyway, if you've got any questions at all about the special, just pop them an email on slstry.com. They'll sort you out. John? Yes. I've, I've got a worry. What I get the worry? feeling no one wants to help us with our book. 
It's thin. It's thin. <laughs> it's weak as. And, and half them aren't even on the the right topic. Oh, team, sharp it up. How many just, last week we got like nine? Yeah. How many have we got this week? There's plenty of people that want to get the, their ticket for the book. Believe me, I've had a lot of people tell me that. Oh, really? So I don't think there's any problem with the option. The book's winner, but the people contributing to the book's not a winner. No. So last week we had nine, this week we got ten. Hmm. So this week's discussion was... What activities should or shouldn't you do leading up to race day in Kona? So not in the race, just during the week of the race, what should you get out there and do and have to make your Kona experience really fun? And some of these people replied, and uh, which is fine, but they had sort of more activities to do, which is basically this week's topic, what to do outside of the race. They sort of put them in this week, you know, what to do maybe after the race, you know, like getting a helicopter ride and all that sort of stuff. We'll read them out and we'll, anyway. Craig Kirkwood spent this, his mo- this book's proving to be a lot more work than my thought, John. Yeah, don't worry, I've got it all on file. You just got to do it and make it look pretty. Okay. Uh, Craig Kirkwood spent as much time laughing at the training apparel of choice on a Lee Drive. Yeah, that'll look good. That'll- and then he also said, swim with Dino Gaskin as much as possible. It'll make you feel super fast. <laughs> nice. But I've got to admit, doing some people watching on Elite can be pretty entertaining. John, I have to bring up Richard Swan. I was in Wellington yeah. on Saturday. I had to do some work in Wellington just for the day. Flew up, oh no, Friday night, flew up Friday night. Came home Saturday afternoon. Walking down the, the, the cool social part of Wellington, down mm. Courtney, it's a Courtney place. Courtney place. Somewhere yeah. around there. Who did I see, John? Um, who's the movie director? Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yes, how do you know? Yeah. And he was having lunch with Peter, Richard Swan. Oh, right. Yep, yep, they were. They were talking all about the Hobbits. Yeah. No, Richard Swan, Swan Swanee. Yeah. Swanee yeah. Noah. Yeah. Do we ever give him a nickname? You did, didn't you? Yeah, it's stupid. Speedwalker, 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 Speedwalker Swan. <laughs> yeah, he, he's doing. He's doing seven point three. He's doing in New Zealand. Yeah, and I, and I was trying to convince him to do um to do Kona. He's not going to do it. Is he not? No, he's like, oh, why spend that much money? <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> you could spend thirty bucks and you might get to go, Swanee. He's been there. He, hey, we'll have the we'll have the auction sorted before Taupo. So no, well, I reckon by the end of the year. Yeah, well, we've got one more week to go, and then we've just got to put it together. And I'm I'm off work from next week forward. Hmm, there you go. So plenty of time to put the good book good. together. Okay. So uh, and we, we we caught up. He's uh yep. I'm trying to convince him to do comrades with Albert and I in 2015. Smoke you guys. Oh, I don't care. Comrades is just not a race. Yeah. It's an experience, John. Albert's doing next year. I know, but I've told Albert he needs to do it year after that as well. Right. Because the thing is, Albert ruined me. Because what happened was, Albert Albert goes to me, let's do comrades. Yeah. I'm like, sweet. And, and then we go to the US and I caught up with him and his wife and his lovely dinner in this beautiful kind of dark restaurant. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then Albert goes, I pulled out of right, man. And I was like, oh, sweet. You know, you know, you know, life's changing, all good. And obviously he felt he needed a new challenge. Mm. So then he brought the comrades forward a year. My knee screwed. Yeah. So, and Melina, Melina had talked about it as well. Yeah. So I'm thinking 2015, I am talk trip to comrades. Right, you do it, hey? I'd consider it. It'd be good fun. As long as we can figure out a way to do it free and get buy a book, in, right? yeah, <laughs> buy a book, come and do it with us. So Swanee, he's got he's got four things. He's got. Uh, I went on an airplane flight over the island to look at the volcanoes. It was awesome. Recommend Paradise Air. Ride back half of the course, then invite yourself to hang out with the post ride beer pool stall, poolside at the Hilton. Like um, a I've been there. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, awesome pools, great service, especially as it is free as long as you are not caught. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Seriously, go to Walmart. Drink and food are so cheap. Everything is good quality, cheap as it's Walmart. And then he's got a four, which is, and do everything in your power to lobby to get the, to an after party invites. He's right. After party, the tickets are like the golden ticket in mm. Willie and Charlie and Chocolate Fentry. But 
worth it, aren't they, John? Yeah, and he also said, and if you are under 30, bring ID so you can be let into the after party. So I'm 30? Well, you probably, you've got to be careful. Like, Belinda got ID'd when we were in Honolulu. Really? Quite seriously, they weren't going to serve us. Really? Yeah. Wow, Belinda looks young. And she, the, the guy said to her, um, so why don't you have any, any ID? Because I'm 37. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good work. Happy Tremaine. Having done Kona, That's a great name. Having done Kona for the first time this year, I would recommend participating in everything, including the Undy Run, but just walk it. It's only 1.5k, for God's sake. I guess if you're at the pointy end, say top 10, then stay in your room and with your legs up and up the wall for 10 hours a day. Um, and I always get a name wrong. How do you say this? Stacy. No, no, Anne. Oh, Anne Thiles. Thiles, Thiles, that's right. Go to the Scandinavian Shaved Ice Place on Alehi Drive every single day and get a different flavoured ice each time. Also, swim out to the coffees of Hawaii boat every morning. Uh, be at the pier every morning for the TYR and other sponsors' swags handouts. That's true. Yes. Do the wetsuit challenge. Yes, yeah, she did it this that year. Be, that will be, well, she did it the year before. That will be resurrected next year. Yes, and she did it in her, in her jandals, didn't she? She did. Yes. Or her thongs. Yeah. That's what they call them. It's an underpants run. Watch the kids. Dip and dash. Dip and dash. Um, Paradise of Nations, slow twitch party. Parade of Nations even. Oh, sorry, Parade of Nations. Slow twitch party. Well, you've got to get your ticket to that. Do you? We've never been to that, have well, we? What was Bob's party? No, that's the other thing. She says that's the uh, thank... Um, Bob's thanks God we're not racing party on a yep, Friday night. I've done that. Even if, you're not, even if you are racing. And uh, yes, so she does a lot of partying. <laughs> She's racing, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. Stacey D- Davis Head also said swimming out the coffees of Hawaii boat. That is a must. Yes. Uh, Brian Joe has got swim with the dolphins at Captain Cook's Momentum. So that would probably be more of a post-race thing. And Tim Swanson's got a bit of a post-race one as well. It's, got, it's free. It's, only, it's free to swim with the dolphins. Yeah, if you go to Captain Cook's, you haven't been to Captain Cook's, I'll take you there next time. Yeah. Uh, Tim Swanson, grab some underwater flashing lights and go for a swim in the Queen's Bath. Unique, refreshing and awesome. And then uh, um, Dorian Drop the Bass Bosso has got uh, night swimming with the Manta Rays. They're huge, 12 feet wide and swim right up to you. It's very surreal, almost like out of space, once in a lifetime experience. I would like to do that. I've gone to see the Manta Rays at, what's that hotel? The Sheridan at night. And it's pretty impressive. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And just a cool place to go for a drink as well. Uh, J- James McLaughlin, again, this is probably more of a post-race one. Trip up to the observatories on Mauna Kea for sunset and some amazing stargazing. Just don't do it on the one day of the year like I did when it's cloudy and you can't see a thing because it takes bloody ages <laughs> to get up there. It's a full day trip. Uh, from, I think it was almost a full day trip that Blinder and I did. And then you've got to wait till it gets dark. And then it was bloody cloudy. <laughs> Seriously, they say once a year this happens. <laughs> oh, <laughs> couldn't believe it. Uh, lastly, I've got um, Andrew Ferguson, and he's got trying to avoid playing GTA Five too much. What's GTA, John? Do you know what that is? No. Did you not know? No. Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Do you know what that is? Yes. Yeah. There you go. I don't play games, but okay. Is. The only other three things, the three things I had was swim to the coffee's boat, which we've already had. Do the aquathon, the Blue Seventy Iron Talk wet aquathon wetsuit challenge, and then I did have go to go to Lava Java and try the mushroom burger. I love their mushroom burger, but Lava Java, uh, it's busy and it's not busy. When we sometimes we quite often it's go just there the and it wasn't the day, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes it's just ridiculous. Other times we managed to get there and, and get a table, no problems. Yeah, no, no. We, well, we never struggled. We, we never didn't get a table. Yeah, yeah. So Lava Java's place to go. Great food. Great food. Um, would I eat anything, John? 
Um, I never really did the touristy things. Yeah, I, I think uh, after. Oh no, we're going to post race this week, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. I don't want post race. We'll talk about it next week. So this week, and then the discussion is what we do post race, and there might be a bit of crossover here, John. Well, that's the thing. That's okay. We just need some more content there. I've got, I've got, I've got a few things there. This already. might end up being the top fives. It might be. Yeah, because it's, you guys haven't delivered. It's your fault, not ours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John also put a discussion up on the week um, on on the um, Facebook page, just asking what you guys thought of the NBC coverage for those who had actually seen it, and um, just some comments from people, John. Yeah, look, because I watched it. The uh, you haven't watched it, no. have you? Yeah. Uh, somebody kindly put it up on YouTube the other day which was fantastic, and I watched it on the trainer the other day. And one thing, the good thing about having it on YouTube is it was ad-free, and there's a few people complaining here. It was a 90-minute show, and so you had 30 minutes of ads. But that's uh, TV. That's TV. Yeah, that's, um, you know, like, that's TV. Whereas I had it, it was... Every a, hour of TV, you get 20 minutes of ads. Yeah, well, that made me, in this case, it was 30 days. So it wasn't, anyway, it doesn't more. matter. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, 65 minutes, and um, we have a look, little bit of a look through here. Darren Mount said it was very good. Phil Scott said entertaining. It's a good balance of both Ironman participants and Joe Public. Mandy Miller said it's boring and I was there racing and didn't get to see the race. Dan Goss has got, I thought it was well presented, the gentleman above. Andrew Heisenberg, um, whatever, uh, mentioned the lack of excitement. Uh, I respectfully disagree. The stories were excellent. Uh, Robert Trotman, some of the sob stories were tough to watch. Us fathers at of daughters don't want to watch that stuff during precious. What was, what was the sob story? It was pretty sad. Like they do a great job on the sob stories because I'm, you know, I've got a pretty stiff upper. Yeah, you, yeah. you really normally don't buy into them. Yeah, but they're they're pretty they do they're pretty good. So one of them was, and I guess I'm spoiling it a bit for some people who haven't <sighs> seen it. Too late. Uh, <sighs> one was his daughter was killed in one of those massacres in oh, one of the really? schools, like a seven year old daughter. Oh, like um, oh, really? Yeah, and and I think he he'd said I'm going to go and do Kona. They only had a couple of sob stories. Gordon it was Ramsey. that one. But Gordon Ramsay wasn't a sob one. There was one other, I can't actually remember. But then they did quite a bit on a bit on Gordon Ramsay and Hein probably a lot more on Heinz Ward as well. And so, we, we, did, did, was it interesting? I really enjoyed it. No, no, no. The Gordon Ramsay and yeah. Heinz. Yeah. Why was it interesting? Um, well, Gordon Ramsay, you know, they, they both it just they've just got to get there and do it. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. That they they really found this is a massive challenge and. And their celebrity status or whatever, I guess it probably helped them a bit in their training and their gear and their preparation. Yep. But when they're on the start line, yep. it doesn't matter who you are. You've got to go out there and do it. And they both really found it incredibly difficult. Which who, was, who did was better? Heinz Ward did quite a bit better. Did he? The one criticism I'd have of it, and I actually thought it was really quite good. The, the, but the whole package? Yeah. They didn't seem to have much post-race interviews and things like that. Um, they, they never really do. Yeah, which was disappointing because I would have loved to hear from Gordon Ramsay as soon as possible, straight after the race, you know, what he thought about it. Same with Heinz Ward, same with a lot of the pro athletes. We didn't really get much of that at all. No, because often it's just, here's the, well, from my recalling previous ones, is where they have, you know, here are the results, see you later, mm. from the top priorities. And so that was probably the one thing I'd say. I think I watched it in the right context. You know, I wasn't expecting to see Ironman live coverage and splits and updates and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of people here gave it gave it a hard time and said it was crap and it's the worst ever. I actually thought it was really quite good. Well, that's a bit of a turn from you because in the past you were the guy who hated it. And I would say, this is really going to sound bizarre. You loved it. They almost had 
too much pro coverage. Oh, really? Versus the... Oh, this, 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 <laughs> yes. It's bizarre. I was Because I was sitting there waiting for this thing where we're not going to see much pro coverage. We're going to have lots and lots of stories. But yeah, as I said, there was the Heinz Award and the Gordon Ramsay, which I quite enjoyed. And there was two sob stories. What which was I, the other sub story? So is the, the daughter? I can't remember. It was obviously pretty... You obviously had a note with you. Yeah, they did quite a bit on Harry Anderson, which was... She's the, the, the oldest female to finish yep. um, but there was another one but normally you'd have you know five or six I would have thought yeah. stories rolling in there and uh, and so why were there too much pro well, that's the thing that I, I think if, you, if you're looking at this from a perspective as as a marketing tool to go out there to the masses not as necessarily a sports show John, and trying to draw changed. people in John, poor I'm WTC. I'm watching For it the years right. you picked on them. Oh, I want more pros. Where's the pros? Oh, I don't care no. about the sob stories. No, I'm happy. You used to say, I hate the sob stories. <laughs> I'm happy. And now look at you. No, I, I've watched it in the right context. That's what I'd say. Then what I did a couple of days later, I was on the, because last week for some reason I was on the trainer twice. I didn't have much time and it's not looking very good for this week either. I think I'll be spending quite a bit more time on the trainer. Mm. Then I went and watched, I had uh, 2003 Ironman. I watched that. If you, if you think that this year's was crap, go and watch 2003. Is that when, who was it? That Stradler, is it? Uh, I didn't actually get to who won. (laughs) It stopped for then. I'm not kidding. It was at least 30 minutes before the race even started. That's, oh, really? how many, that's how many profiles Just, and stuff. Like the profiles and all that was good. There was some stuff on Mark Allen and Dave Scott and all good and you know, back interesting in the stuff. Every year it was uh, Mark Allen and Dave but Scott. But then in the race, it, all they basically did was f- focus on Peter Reid and Tim DeBoom. And I, I, I can't remember who won, but... I think it was Stadler. Wasn't it Stadler 2003? He, he was there or thereabouts. He was coming through. Or maybe it was Peter Reid and then 2000, no, no, 2004 was Peter um, Stadler. Whereas in this year's one, you know, they were focusing on lots of people. They had interviews with, um, you know, with, with, with a variety of different athletes. You know, five or six. So they had all the, the, the main guys there. Whereas back then it was just like, just those two and that was it. Really? So I actually thought it was pretty good. A couple of other people. Uh, Mark Cathway's got, um, Cathcart, sorry, he's got, do you know WTC pay for the production and the time slot and then share the advertising with the revenue of NBC? That's quite common, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's a, mm-hmm. quite common on TV for sporting events is that if you're a lesser sporting event, you actually pay for your slot and then you'll share the advertising. But really, it's it's not. It's probably not even about making money off the production for WTC. It's kind of a, just a big ad. Really, oh, isn't totally. It? Yeah. Andrew... Heberling, it's my least favourite broadcast so far. The pro coverage was choppy and lacked any excitement. Did it? Um, it's hard to find. Oh, it, you know, you know the results. So you know, you're never going to be watching it going, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Yeah, but, uh, you but know the result. No, if you didn't was, know the result, do you think they packaged it in a way that would seem exciting? I think so. Yeah, you know, they didn't. They weren't showing too much of Freddie. They showed Freddie sort of coming through on the run and. Um, the other thing that I would think they could do is instead of having when they do the interviews, they have them taking up the whole screen and then you're missing potential footage of the race. You know, what I really enjoy in f- coverage is when they have the, you know, the interviews are great and they're talking about what they're going to be doing during the race, etc. Have them down in the corner as an insert and then you can still get more race coverage in there. Do they have commentators or is it just the voice in the no, background? Is that, is that same guy. That, yeah. He has got a good husky, voice. Husky voice guy. He's a bit of husky voice than me right mm. now, I tell you. Diane Moore said it's never long enough. Imagine if they did it for eight hours on NBC. Yeah. Yeah. They do that in Rote, don't they? They have it all day on them in a big TV yeah. channel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. John's changed. That's, that's the message from that, basically. <laughs> yeah. John's a changed man. Okay, I'm going to put some I think on. WTC, well done. I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty good. Yes, he's... Okay, good. You've changed, John. You've yeah. changed. Here's some music.
Website of the week. That was a pretty horrible one, wasn't it? It was. Jeepers creepers. We need to work on that. Mm. I'm going to be sounding good for pretty much the rest of the year now, John. Sweet. Because I'm not teaching aerobics from next week forward. Nice. And then I'm not yelling at any races. Good. I'm going to have a silky smooth voice. Sounds good to me. John Paul Ashton sent through this week's email, and it's a quiz, John. I know. And so I thought, I haven't actually looked at it yet, so I don't know if this is going to work or not. But I thought, we'll pull it up now, and if it's a quiz, you can quiz me on questions, so I've just pulled it up now. Oh, no, it's not not a quiz quiz. It's uh, more, you know, it's not what you thought it was. Okay. It's not not who won this, it's who are you. I was ready to test my general knowledge. Okay, here we go. Invite you to take, um, basically, it's questions about triathlon life. Yeah. Are you ready for Ironman? Happy with your work? Getting away from fast? Okay, Okay, so, so what is your age, John? My age is 31 to 40. That's the same as me. What's your gender? Female, last time I checked. Yep. What percentage of your wardrobe is light green? Now, this is a difficult one for me. I would have said 20% at most, because you've basically got 20, 40, 60, 80, 100%. I'd get 20% at most. Yeah. Oh, no, I have got, I have I no, think, no, I think I'm close to 30, but they don't I have, have got two big drawers full of stuff. Yeah, I've got three. Half the stuff I don't wear. I've got three. Let's go. For, I'm going to go for 40 then, just okay. for argument's we'll sake. 40. How many hours have you trained this week? I think I've got 15 hours down in my schedule this week. Oh, so so I'm, going to go for 15. I'm going to go for 15 to 20. 10 to 15. Uh, do you skip red lights? I always do, John. I don't. Well, I, I, I would only yes, do it. Yes, you do. If don't, it's, don't lie, John. If it's 5.30 in the morning and there's no traffic around, I would, but I wouldn't skip a red light during daylight hours. Don't you? No. I actually think half the time it's safer. Yeah, now we know why cyclists get a bad name. <laughs> Far out. That was nearly an F-bomb. No, because some intersections, it's so dangerous. You're better off just sneak through when you see nothing, see nothing on the other side. I always no, do it. No, I'm shaking my head I in always shame. Do it. And I'm a public figure now, you oh know, Dominion God. Post. So, yes, I always I'm do. I'm going to go for a no there. No, John, you do. Yeah, no. Do you skip red lights, John? What did you say? No, I'd never done one in my life. Full of crap. Yeah. Um, do you follow the Brownies Twitter, Facebook? No. No, don't do that. Uh, we could go Brown Brown Who Brothers. No, I know them. Yeah. I know them. Yeah. What's the earliest you've ever got up to do a training session? <coughs> now it only starts at four in the morning. I'm thinking. I'm not sure if I ever have got up at four. I know I have five. And I think I got up at four once with Gordo. Have you done epic camps? Do we ever get up there? No. No, I'm going to go for four because I think I've done that once. Unlike I'd never run on red light. I have ran. I have got up at midnight and gone for a run. That's just stupid. That was stupid, but it's because mm. I missed five days training being slack mm. and I was feeling so guilty. So I got up and went for a two-hour run at midnight. Yeah. It was a really interesting run. Nice. Um, wait a second. How many race t-shirts do you have in your house? I don't really keep race t-shirts. Well, I'm going to go less than 10. Yeah, same. Have you ever worn a recovery outfit under your work clothes during the day? I'm going to go for a yes on that one. Yes. If someone tells you, calls you Tubbs, are you secretly pleased as they were listening about your new wheel set? I'm going to go for a yes just to see what the survey does. Yes, I love my new wheel set. Uh, I'm going to say no, I'm not fat. (laughs) (laughs) And I have power retention, power bar retention. Um, How many bikes do you own? I've got one, two, I've got three. Newsome. Yeah. I've got one. I'm a one bike man. Uh, Have you ever thought... How do I get more aero? Yes. yes. Okay, so then you submit answers, but it's a bit disappointing at the end, John. Is it? Your results for this quiz have been calculated and are presented below. So you think you'd be a triathlete? Well, your result, I'm Olympic. I'm 92%. You've put on the work and run 
your heart out, but you're not quite ready for an Ironman. Oh, man. Which is really interesting, John. Keep up the good work. You're nearly there. Uh, like say Triathlon result? Box on Facebook. On Facebook, follow Triathlon Box on Twitter. So I'm 87% to Ironman. This is kind of crap, John. I'm 87% to Sprint and then get signed up for a local event, 63%. Well, listen to this. So, you know, former Ironman triathlete, you know, get ready to sign up for your local event. (laughs) (laughs) Should have done it on the weekend. So you'd like to think you're triathlete. Well, you're going in the right direction to go um, for downloadable guides. Oh, they're trying to sell them. John Paul Ashton, wasn't your best work. No, that's a weak effort. Get signed up for your local <laughs> event. Uh, Jeez, good times. Creepers. Okay, um, we're going to oh, sponsor John's. Athlinks.com. Uh, yes. The new website is here, people. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow, wait, wait, let me yeah. Athlinks. So, a lot simpler. One of the problems with the old Athlinks site, and they knew it, and you guys all knew it who were on there, it was pretty slow. Yeah, it was a bit slow. New, new website, straight Bang, up there. It's there. And once you've logged in, it just pulls you up first time. Oh, it's cool every looking. time. And the cool thing is, it's got the summary about yourself up the top. And so for me, it's got my name. It's got I've done forty races. I've got race miles fifteen hundred and fifty three. You guys are gonna have to change your athletes, Troy. If you're listening, we need kilometres. We don't want miles. Or option of. Option of. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you can do that somewhere. I have to check that out. Then across the top, it's got my summary of all my races. So I've got seven Olympics in there. It's got my best time. It's got my percentage within uh, the athletes, my athletes rank. It's got my best Ironman time. So it's got all your summary stuff that you can scroll through. So I've got Olympic try 155, Ironman 851, 5K. Oh, I haven't done a good 5K to get that on there. I've got better than that. Uh, What's your best 5K? I've gone under 16 minutes, but my best since the interweb is 16.13. Oh, I'm liking this. 10K, it's got my best there is 34.38, and again, I've been quick on that. Able Tasman Classic, it's got me on there. Nice. Half Ironman, it's got my best half Ironman time, got my best marathon time, percentages. So really cool in terms of just having that quick summary up there. And it's got rid of a lot of the functionality that most people generally didn't use too much of. Uh, it's just really, it's really now all about it's the results very, it, and stuff. It, it, they've really simplified it a lot, haven't they? They've really mm. made it nice and simple. You can just go for your results, you can go for events, you can go for claims and messages. Oh, so if you go events, okay, I'm going to go triathlon and multi-sports start. Mm. Okay, bang, bang, bang. Oh, this is really good. Okay, well, yeah. I, want to, I want to look at my Ironman and up. Okay, next. Yes, and great. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, so nice and simple, nice and easy. Still do your athlete search up the top uh, top right. You know, you can put in a particular name or you can put in um, different distances that you want to sort of look for people at and, and so on. So it's, and it tells uh, you what you are, John. John, I'm a triathlete, I'm a runner, I'm yeah. a cyclist. But yeah. hey, John, also a trail runner. Are you a trail runner? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, I'm a triathlete runner, duathlete, aquath- aqu- I've never heard that term before. An aquathlete. A- Equithlete. Oh, Equithlete. Equithlete. And a trail runner. You're a duathlete as well. I've never mm. done a duathlon. Mm. Painful. Are they? Mm. I can't actually remember the last time I did a duathlon. So in 2004, when I did the Kona World Championships, John, I got 56 in my age group, 321st overall. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 20 in gender, mm. and 334. I did 1044 on Kona. I had a bad day that day. No, pretty, I had a pretty slow day. Yeah, it was a slow day. Would you, so wait a second, pull up your Kona? Uh, I'm going to click on Iron Man. I've got five. Because I made a big jump from my first year. First year I did 2003. I did 10:59.12. Just got under 11 hours. My next Iron Man, I did 9:49. John, nice. Be happy with that. You were my coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Righty ho. Uh, where did I finish overall? Where's my name? Ferris Sultan won the year that I raced. There I go. So what what'd you do? So what did I swim? I swam 55. No, no, just overall. Just give me overall. Oh, overall. So what have I got there? 82nd? 82nd. And what time did you do? 9.33. Well, I was an hour and 10 behind you. Yeah. And the next year I did 343rd. Right. I wonder where you would have got. Have you got? Can you go to the whole race result? Yeah. So go to the whole race result. See where ten forty four would have got. Oh. Wait, what, what did you do? We had a very good year. Nine thirty three. So if you I did, exploded if, and still did nine thirty three. If you did nine thirty three the year that I did it, John, you yeah. would have got very high. Thirty six. Oh, I could have could have got thirty third if I'd really pushed it yeah, in. Yeah, you would have too. No, I had an abysmal day. You would have beaten Cameron Brown if you got thirty third. Cameron mm. Brown only did. 9.32 that year? Mm. I beat Luke Van Laird. Did you? And, and Rene Rivera, he was very good. And Karen Thurig. Oh, those were the days, John. This is great stuff. Beat Karen Balance, first Kiwi athlete. See, this is the cool thing about athletes, guys. You can just geek out on your results. And like we did a few weeks ago when we were talking about when John did that race like in the UK, that 70.3, like mm. 100 years ago. And some of you guys are in the same race. So, guys, get on ethics. It's really simple. They've really simplified it. They've really just kind of made it for what people want to use for it. Check it out. It's really great. If you're not already on Athlinks, check out Athlinks.com. God, I got smoked. They can change your logo a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Right, let's push on. Okay. Um, got an interview coming yes. up with Tyler Butterfield. So, unfortunately, we didn't have time to talk to him about his cycling, which we'll maybe get him on another time. Maybe we're in Kona. Because he did used to race as a pro cyclist. I don't know what level of pro cyclist but he got fifth of the commonwealth games and that's pretty handy oh wow that's, okay that's, yeah, yeah no, that's sharp it's yeah. as good as any kiwi pro cyclist would would yep. do so obviously it was pretty good on the bike as well we didn't get to talk about that but really cool perspective in terms of a guy who's been a good itu athlete mid-pack um and then come over and had, had a great kona and you know great kona. if things could have just rolled his way just a little bit better on the run you know could have been sort of uh, in that sort of fourth fifth around there but still got seventh, so that's pretty handy. Yep. Okay, so here's Tyler. He's a, he's a great interview. Here we go. Okay, today's show, we have somebody who kicked some butt in Kona recently, finishing in seventh place. Um, also a few different angles to discuss. He raced professionally as a cyclist for a period and also uh, was been to, two, I think, two Olympics, uh, racing at ITU level for triathlon. Um, so he's got a... John, do you, a know, do you know he can be upset with you? Why is that? You picked him as 33rd in Kona. I oh, don't, don't tell him about that. Well, he knows, <laughs> you know. So, and, and he went to Kona, he goes, I'm going to prove John Newsom wrong, and I'm going to get top 10 and nail Newsom, and, and he did. He did, seventh place. We'll tell you about the 33rd later on. So it's uh, Tyler Butterfield. Welcome along to the show, Tyler. Thanks for that. Thanks for having me. Um, now, I've got to try to figure out where you're from, because originally I thought you were an Australian racing under the Bermudan flag, and then I thought I read somewhere that you have American citizenship. So, so tell us a gig on, on where you're from, and, um, and we know you race for Bermuda, but tell us how it all sort of falls into place. Uh, yeah, I mean, when people ask about my accent, I say I'm a mutt, um, <laughs> bit, bit of everything. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised in Bermuda. Um, my brother looked into it, and I think it was 12 generations, so it's definitely uh, Bermuda's where I, I represent, and I, uh, I don't feel, feel bad for representing a small country. I'm, I'm very proud to be from here. Um, and yeah, my mom's American. She ran in the U.S. Olympic trials. Uh, she's never switched over or got Bermuda status. She's, she's happy to be American, even though she's lived here longer than America now. Um, but yeah, so I have dual citizenship. 
But uh, yeah, whenever it comes to racing, I'm, I'm pretty much Bermuda. On the Ironman circuit, a couple sponsors have tied in. If I'm first American, I can get an extra bonus. But uh, but they know Bermuda's Bermuda's where I call home. Yeah, but you've got an Australian wife and Nikki Butterfield, who's also a pretty handy triathlete and former cyclist herself. Yeah, yeah, she's not bad. And whenever she gets mad at me training too long, I I, I just say to her, well, you can you can come back and race, and I'll uh, I'll take care of the kiddos for you if. Uh, if you want so that's the threat um but it's 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 pretty good because she understands the sport makes my life easy i'm never um having to justify why i'm out the door so long um and she loves staying at home with the kids hopefully she'll come back and race again she came back and raced after um savannah our first daughter and we're expecting our second in february but um she just loves she just loves uh looking after the kids and uh when you add up the cost of training and racing and putting the kids in school, it was sort of coming out as a wash, and she she'd prefer to be at home. But um, yeah, I mean, last year she went back to Abu Dhabi and and DNF'd, and that was sort of the icing on the cake. When you put all the training in, we had our daughter in school five days a week, and then she didn't finish. She said, "Look, this isn't worth it." Like I think if she went away and and uh, and defended her title from from 2012, winning and and getting the paycheck, it's worth it. But when you have the bad days, she sometimes questioned whether it was all, all worth it. Yeah. And so, do you base yourself? I mean, we're calling you in Bermuda now, but are you based in Bermuda year round? No, we're we're one of the many in Boulder, Colorado. Um, oh, yeah. I was I was say I can watch TV at altitude and I get fitter. <laughs> um, so it's and it's pretty true. I, I I definitely train a lot less than other people, um, but I know how to come down from altitude and race well, and, uh, and yeah, it seems to work. What's what is the training like in Bermuda? If if you were when when you are based here, or if you are based in Bermuda, what's it like? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, there's, there's there's a few people. There's a there's a good runner here who came uh, who came from America. So he he ran the Boston Marathon and got twenty first overall, and I think two twenty. Mm. So there's there's one guy who's really handy on the run to train with. Like he's a little above my level. Um, the biking, it's sort of on par like i'll jump in with the the local cycle races and and they they give it they give me a good go but but generally in a sprint they'll take me but if it's uh if i can outmatch them beforehand i can normally get get my way with the cyclists um and swimming there's a good national swim team but when it comes to to master swim squads uh there's only one or two that that will swim with me and and that's sort of the downfall with uh with me being an average swimmer i like to have uh people around me that are better just to to not think and follow and, and do a 5K set and get out yeah. instead of making up the session yourself. And, and in terms of the, the support from, from Bermuda, I, I assume you've got some good sponsors there, but and, uh, we hear a lot of bitching and moaning from, from other pro athletes that they don't get any support from their, um, their federations uh, if, once they shift from racing ITU. Is, is that the case with yourself? Did you get support when you were racing ITU and did that change when you went long? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we, we had a chat and we, I'm very honest and open after London. I said, look, do you, do you really want to fund someone for four years to get between 30th and 40th in, in the Olympics? And, uh, and I thought they were going to say, oh, well, fair enough. You've been to two. We don't want to fund you for four years for a, for a 40th. And, and the answer that came back was, yes, we want you there. Um, (laughs) so, so I'm not lying to people here saying, oh, I really, I think I can get a medal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just not that type of person. I don't want to give people false hope. That just puts pressure on me. So I, they've been funding me well. They said, we want you to try and go to Rio. I said, I might not even make it. I'm going to go to Com Games next year. 
Um, I won't be up with the Aussies. Uh, I had to put a lot into London just to finish where I did. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, they, 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 they help out. They buy my plane ticket to long course races. Um, basically airfare and accommodation to any triathlon. They sort of, they cover, they cover a few a year. And and I said, I can go work at a coffee shop or a bike shop for two years and then come back to ITU two years out and try and make it. But to be honest, Mm -hmm. I probably won't make it because Mm -hmm. I haven't been racing for four years. Um, but I can't make enough money racing ITU alone Mm -hmm. and in long course I can. So it's, it's helping they're helping me stay in triathlon and stay racing long course, and I commit to to basically two years out, shifting my focus back to short course. Um, does, 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 does it actually appeal to you? Like, um, you know, you've done the Olympics twice, and obviously there's a financial incentive to be there for another four years. But is it actually something? You know, that, you know, you get, you get seventh in Kona. Obviously, that's pretty appealing to kind of go down that path. Is Rio actually that appealing, or is it more? I just need to do this for the financial reasons. Uh, it's, it's hard. Um, like I have one sponsor who just says you're wasting your time going to Com games, Pan Am games and trying to go to Rio, but it's the, the community here in Bermuda, like gets behind you. Like it's a small country of 70,000 and, and yeah. they, the, the average person understands the Olympics. Uh, it's very hard when I was going to London, I had one person, um, uh, ask me, am I still racing? Because in, in 2010 I had, had some, decent long course race results in the 70.3s um ma- mainly on never a win but always top five and on the podium and then in 2011 i disappeared and and, and i just qualified i think the week before to go to london in madrid on po- point the point system um and they said are you still racing or are you just following your wife around and, and i was like <laughs> well I'm, I'm actually going to london in two months so it's in the u.s that it's definitely everything's about iron man and they don't um they don't really care about ITU at all. It's changing a little now that they've had a few World Champ Series races over there. But um, I think New Zealand and Australia have a really good uh, triathlon background and, and sporting background that any sport they're going to give credit to. If you represent your country in, in long course or short course, uh, people, people give you the credit you deserve. Whereas in the States, the, the short course boys, like someone like Hunter Kemper doesn't get much credit when the Ironman, the U.S. American athletes aren't, I mean, they're doing solid this year. T.O. was, I think, um, fifth in Kona. But, uh, but before that, they've been lacking, and, and Hunter's gone to four Olympics and winning short course uh, non-drafting Olympic races, and people don't, don't really care. Mm-hmm. So you definitely, financially, you, you have to weigh up exactly what motivates you and then the financial offset. Um, but for me, the financial offset is, is very big for someone of my level. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, when I do come home, people, people enjoy that I'm, I'm racing with the flag at these big races. Now, when, so, when, when, like we'll talk about your Kona race in a minute, but when you did so well in Kona, did that get a huge amount of attention back home? Or you know, was, it, was it similar kind of attention you would get from being at the Olympics or not? Uh, yeah, it was similar. I mean, it was a little bigger because it was, they did understand it was a world champs. Um, my dad only did one Hawaii once ever. Um, he only did one Ironman and it was Hawaii back in 81 and he was seventh as well. So they made a big, they made a big deal about that. I mean, it was 10 hours 30 to get seven. Yeah. You had to work a lot harder than he did. (laughs) Yeah. And and he knows that he doesn't, uh, he doesn't try and, and, and say that it's an even, uh, an even fight. But, um, 
yeah, there was a lot of a lot of press about it. Um, I think I think nowadays the the press in general they like a good story. Um, there's always a lot of bad press in the newspapers. So uh, when you do have some positives to talk about, they they generally jump on board. But it, it was nice the U.S. media and some of the sponsors that have uh, have have came on board after and just um, credited the the effort that you have to put in. Whereas my seventh in Kona um, was 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 a great result, and I, I I worked hard to get it. But my thirty fifth at the Olympics, I had a great race, mm. um, and and people are like, well, it couldn't have been that good. You were two minutes down out of the swim. Yes, you biked fast, but you didn't run that well. But uh, in, in London, I thought I might run a thirty six ten k. I was biking so hard to try mm. and catch up. Like I don't. There's no point in in playing tactics when you're a minute and a half, two minutes down out of the swim. Mm. Um, so, so personally, I I look at the effort in the race, um, but it's definitely nice to get a lot of credit um, for a result. But I just happen to be a little more talented at the long course. It's just e- even the seventy point threes feel harder than an Ironman to me generally, mm. um, or, or or the the return you get for your effort seems to be a lot easier a lot better for me in the longer races. And, and so what a lot of people don't realise about ITU is they see the Brownleys absolutely smoking it and they see Gomez and stuff up there. But as you said, um, you know, your, your result in, in Athens, you still ran a 31.50, which is um, whether or not it was, you know, I don't know whether it was accurate or it wasn't accurate, it's, it's, it was obviously pretty bloody close to being exactly 10Ks. So that's still, that's still moving Moving pretty quickly, and I don't think the, and the, hit the I, fastest bike split. I don't think a lot of the mid-pack athletes uh, probably get enough credit for for how fast they are actually running. Yeah, I mean the ITU is so competitive. Um, the Ironman is at the at the the guys who win uh, the first maybe one or two or three, but the the depth isn't there. I mean that's slowly changing. Um, you also just have a lot of people that falter. Like I said, going into Kona, I said I know I can produce what what needs to be done to get a top 10 but there's 20 athletes that can all do that physically Mm. um but you have to execute whereas you know in kona 10 of the 20 guys are not going to perform um but if they did i could have easily had the exact same result i mean it wasn't a super quick time especially for the men i think mine was 824 um and that could have easily got me 15th um it if if a few more people had better races. So, I mean, I'll go into next year's Kona aiming for top 10 again. Uh, I, I mean, I'd be disappointed if I, uh, I was in fourth and I fell back again to seventh or eighth in the last couple of miles because then I obviously haven't learned from my mistakes and I haven't changed my training to, uh, to, to, to accommodate to that. But at the same time, if I had a great race and I went five minutes faster. I mean, we had great conditions. So to go five minutes faster, I, there's not going to be any better conditions next year. If I took five minutes off and I was eight, I, I wouldn't walk away like, oh, I'm one place less than last year. Yeah. Um, and if I was fourth, I wouldn't. I, in, in other words, I guess with, with Kona, I think too many people get too caught up. Um, and basically, it's, it's like an ITU race. People don't beat themselves up now for finishing 10th in a, in a WCS race. And if they do, they generally don't last a whole year in, in the system because it's so competitive. Um, and that's every w, uh, World Champ Series race. Whereas Kona is the same. If you, if you have a bad day and you're 12th, 
you got to think um, the next year you could have the exact same race and be fifth or fourth. Mm. Um, you just keep trying to improve and, and then showing up to the start line. So, so you obviously, um, you obviously, you know, run pretty decent. Does it frustrate you? You know, if, if you can run thirty-one fifty, you know, you could. I don't know what your your open marathon would be, but it'd be pretty handy. Does it frustrate you when, like in Kona, you run a two fifty-eight? Um, when in theory, you know, you could be running, I guess, you know, around under two fifty, pretty comfortably. Does it? Wh- why do you think we're we're not seeing some of the guys really cranking out um, significantly fast run times? Because there's some fast runners out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like this year, I, I mean, I guess I'm more frustrated cause I've done a one Oh eight half. Uh, mm. that was a short course, but I mean mm. that, that day I did a one Oh eight Terenzo won the race and he ran, I think one twelve or one eleven. Mm. Um, that's the big thing I do is compare what I ran compared to other people. And mm. if I just looked at the men's racing Kona, I would have said, Oh, maybe one of the, the cones was off. It was a bit long, but then you have Mirinda running a, a, a 250 <laughs> flat yeah so most races i don't look at the time that you run i look at who had the fastest run time were they competitive on the bike and how far did they beat you or did you beat them by because um, that's to me you get these courses that are ridiculously quick and if 10 people and a half all run 58 59 you know it's not a, a legit a legit distance um mm. or there's something you had a tailwind the whole way and it was point to point. Um, but when you run two, three minutes faster than someone, that's where I'm like, okay, I'm running well. This year, I mean, I did the Kona course for time four weeks before the race and I ran 237. Mm. But that's fresh. Um, yeah. I did Vegas the week before. I rested the, that week. We had floods in Boulder. Um, I didn't train much because of the floods. We hopped on a plane, went to Kona early, and I did, I did that. But I was thinking I'd run 10 to 15 minutes slower than that, which would have got me basically a 250, 255. So I was pretty disappointed not to, to be 15 minutes off that, <clears throat> off the bike. But someone later told me, no, you have to, 20% is generally the number. Whatever marathon you can run fresh, you have to put 20% on that after a 180K bike. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I can't say, like everyone said, oh, the bike, the bike work bike ride was really hard that's why we didn't run as well um i I don't really agree with that i mean i thought we went through the half really quickly in kona but i don't use a speedo or a power meter i just look at the people in front of me and uh and i thought we had a free ride to harvey um it only started to get hard maybe five ten k before the hill up to harvey and then it's i think a uh, 10k hill so 20 20k before the turnaround so that would be around 80k it started to Gaps started to open, and, and when you had to cover the gaps, it started to get interesting. But um, yeah, I thought I thought kind of the bike times. I mean, this year I think I did four thirty, and last year Pete Jacobs did four thirty five, and I, I bet you that was a similar effort. Mm. Uh, I don't think we went any harder this year than last year. Um, it might have been more up and down, which is what a lot of people don't like. But coming from an ITU background, the ITU boys should be happy with that. Mm. Um, so I don't really have a, a direct answer. I think a lot of people are trying to figure it out. But to be honest, I think the men have been training harder on the bike and less on the run. I know that's what I did this year. Like my run miles are 20% less than, than 2010 when I was doing long course. And it, and it showed in the race. So I can't blame anyone but myself. What was it like to be in the part of the, the, like the Kona pack um, versus other Ironman where you may be going solo? Because you're such a strong writer, you know, like, 
was it complete, you know, what was that experience like? Um, so I did Kona once before in, in 2010 and, uh, I did this, I worked, I didn't train my bike and I only trained my swim and my run, um, because that pack is so important. Um, I've been lucky to, to, to be able to train with Maka and Crowey and all of them say you have to be in that pack. Um, and in 2010, me, Chris Lieto, Cam Brown came out together around 40 seconds down, 45 seconds. Yep. And we caught that that forty seconds up in that first ten k loop before you head out on the highway, and and so that stings your legs a little. But once you're in that pack, the men's pack, to me, it feels very comfortable. Um, we're all twelve meters apart because they have those cat eyes on the road. Yeah. Um, it's it's. I mean, I think the distance should be lengthened if they want a, a more honest race. As far as a more individual race, it's very honest compared to other races because other races it's hard to judge that that 10, 12 meter rule. But, um, those cat eyes are 12 meters apart and you look at the guy's back wheel in front of you and your front wheel and you just make sure you don't, um, you don't go in those, in those, in that gap. And in 2010, that's what happened, right? Going up to Harvey, I got a draft penalty and, uh, and then it's just hard to stay in the game mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important to make that swim pack now um, there's a big second pack that's coming along because you have riders like Sebastian Keenley um, and a few others. I know Marino last year missed it, um, Dirk Buckle. So there's like you had Jordan Rapp. You have a lot of guys. The second pack is getting bigger, and the front pack is definitely very patient until Harvey. Um, so it's, it, it can definitely work out. I don't think your race is over if you miss that pack anymore. But um, it does make life a lot easier. You just you can just be patient until uh, people start to falter, and and then when they when they falter, you push on, and that's when the the real serious time gaps open up. So, so what are you sort of thinking when you're out on the bike? You know, if you're cruising along the Queen K, are you just sort of focusing on? Uh basically not being in the draft zone in your nutrition or and, and just you're sort of watching what's going on and, and how easy is it to see what's happening sort of uh, six riders in front of you? Um, yeah, I mean, that's where my, my cycling background came came ha- in, in, in handy. I think I, I was out of the, the water. I think I looked up the splits like 21st. By the time I left transition, I think I'd moved up, moved up five or seven spots. And after that 10K loop, I was up into, I think, sixth place with um, Starkwitz off the front. So I was fifth place in the line of, of I think there's 21 of us together, and I was sitting fifth. Um, now, someone might say, if, you looked, if I had a power meter, that first 10K, my powers would have been a lot higher than someone who was patient. Um, but then from 10K to 80K, my powers were very slow and consistent. Every once in a while, people would overtake me. Only once did one person overtake me, and then I overtook them again because I was a bit pissed off. Um, <laughs> yeah, in in a in a uh, aid station, they passed me, and there wasn't a long. I mean, he thought there was a big enough gap. I didn't, and he overtook me, and then he left a gap pretty quickly after. That was that was more than twelve meters. It was more like fifteen to eighteen, and so I went around him, told him I wasn't happy, and then slotted back in. Um, <laughs> But but when I did that, I, I, I said to myself, you just burnt a match to, to move back around someone because your ego got in your way. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I, I basically said, the next time people open a gap, I'm actually not going to move around them. Um, and so I slipped back as far as like 12th place when, and then I waited till like five or six people 
were leaving gaps. So by then the race was a good sort of maybe 800 meters up the road was the leader because I didn't wait for like every time people were leaving a gap starting to crack. I didn't like panic and go around them. I waited till one because they'd leave a gap and then they'd close it and then they'd leave a gap and close it. And I waited till that same person left either a huge gap um, or eventually like four or five were leaving gaps. And I thought, okay, you don't want to close each one, just go around them all. So then I moved out and just went around and, and got right up next to Luke um, and Sebastian and uh, Freddie was there. Aniko was up there and that was right at the bottom of the hill when they all went. And, uh, and when, when Luke and, and Sebastian went, I, um, you could tell Sebastian wasn't as strong as normal. Luke looked incredibly strong, but I said to myself, I'll see you on the run. Um, and I saw him, but he was going the other way and he looked really good. And, <laughs> and that was about it. Um, and I was happy to see him race. Well, we've, we've, uh, raced together through under 23s and, uh, he was on the AIS team when my wife was, so we, we know him quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's great when you see people perform and not falter when you know they have the talent. So it's not like I was like, man, I should have gone with him. If I went with him, I would have blown up. Um, but there, you definitely have a point up that hill to Javi where you're like, I'm in the red just slightly and I need to back off or I can either push further. But what, what, what is the cost that's going to yeah. have later in the race? And so tell us a bit about your run. Um, you know, it, it sounded like it. it uh, you know, you just got passed by a few fairly late in the, the run. But but overall, you know, maybe talk us through your run. Um, yeah, I mean, I got off the bike with um, it was myself and uh, Ferris, and and then I qu- I quickly sort of passed Ferris, but we were running basically together, and then we caught Dirk Buckle, and then just after the the the, the five mile turnaround. Uh, to head back into town before going out on the the Queen K, I got into fourth place when I passed um, Starkowitz, and then uh, yeah, and then I basically stayed there um, until two miles left, and then fourth and fifth passed me together, and Ivan um, Ranya didn't pass me till basically the the last right turn just before the Banyan Tree. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, he came sprinting past. But, I mean, me and Ivan are good friends from, from trying to qualify for London. Um, so we got to know each other quite well. And to be honest, personally, the difference between 6th and 7th isn't much. There's a big difference between getting in that top five because you get to the, go to the press conference. Yeah. Um, but at, at mile three in the run, my, my back was hurting and I didn't know. Um, really, I didn't. I, at that point, I was thinking, how am I going to make 23 more miles? Mm-hmm. So... It, the whole run, other than the first two and a half miles, was was painful because a lot of people after the race said, "Oh, did you just give up? Were you bonking? You didn't look to be fighting." And I, I said, "I've been fighting for the last two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> there, there, there was no fight left, but but I'd been fighting for a while. Um, so I, it's not like I'm disappointed. There was nothing nothing more I could do. My legs didn't hurt. They were starting to cramp, but it, there wasn't pain. It was just the fact they wouldn't go." Um, yeah. Yeah, I might have missed a little bit of coke, but everyone loves to blame uh, blame things on nutrition. And it's to be honest, I think I just didn't do enough run training. I, c- I could blame it on missing coke for three aid stations, but I, you know what I mean. I could have downed a liter of coke, and it probably would have had the same result. Um, one thing John and I have been talking about over the last couple of years is you know the ITU guys coming over to Ironman, and and John's the big ITU guy, and he kind of really thought that by now. 
you know, we'd probably see a bit more domination from the ITU guys who have crossed over and we haven't really seen it come through. And I was just wondering, you know, what's your thoughts on that and why do you think maybe, you know, like, you know, yourself and you guys are doing okay, but it's not like you're dominating Ironman and, and your thoughts on that. Um, I think, I mean, I think there's a few issues there. Uh, I, I heard you guys mention last week when you were talking about Arizona, a similar thing. Yeah. Um, I think, they're they're put on a high pedestal for one. Like uh, Bevan and Ivan Ranya are, you know, I mean, they both won their first Ironman, um, and then Ivan struggled a little. But I mean, he, when he when he won Cozumel, it was a pretty incredible run performance. Um, Bevan came out and, and set a course record, and, and sure, it might have been good conditions, but Brownie had years to yeah. to shave shave that time down. Um, so I think I think the thing is the guys who dominate in ITU the the reason they dominate is hard work, um, and in Ironman you have to be a bit patient. It, it's it's hard work, but it's it's a different type of hard work. It's not going out and smashing yourself every day. You have to you have to sort of like check your ego at the door, which which I think is why the females race really well at Ironman. Um, they train with the men, but when they have certain intervals they need to do or certain specific sessions, um, like a long time trial, they just go and do it on, on their pace, their effort. If you use a heart rate and power, they do it on that. Whereas, whereas the boys, we, we get in a group and it's like, oh, this guy's fit today, but in a race I know I'll smash him, but I still got to prove a point today on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't let him think he's better than me. Um, and I learned from Crowey. I mean, I, I trained with Crowey and Boulder before 2010 and then 2011 and 12 I'd still go on like I love long rides so I go on one or two a year with him not many because I was I was training for the ITU but there's this hill um which is sort of like a 30 40 minute climb and I've never seen him once be first over the top of the hill I think the highest I've seen him is second or third out of a, a group of like five or eight of us and he's normally around fifth over um and and I just normally I'm riding I, I try and stay behind him and just say, look, this, this guy's won five world titles <laughs> at, at half Ironmans and Ironman distance, and yet all the guys in front are trying to show how fit they are to him. But it doesn't matter on a Wednesday ride. It matters at the race and especially at a world, world title race. And so I think when you, when you learn that, you, suddenly these ITU athletes will, um, will perform it takes everyone a while to realize, and some never do. Some will hit good, good, good results, and then they'll be terrible at one or two because they have that mentality. I have to be a hundred percent all year. I have to win every race I do. I have to train hard during the week. I have to be first over the hill, and that will get them Ironman wins and seventy point three wins. But I think when it comes to something like a, a world title, when you have to be fit on a specific day. Um, you have to time it right. You have to make sure that you know when to just hold back and uh, and uh, like horse racing, hold back on the reins until it's time to go. And that's that's what I think the ITU aren't quite as good at. Um, someone like Javier, when he comes over, I think I think he has that. He knows exactly how to get a hundred percent out of him when he needs it, and he can get ninety five percent out for the rest of the year. But he's I mean he's still winning races at ninety five percent, so it's. Yeah. a little easier for him yeah yeah <laughs> nice so you've been through the qualifying schmoozle of uh of getting to the olympics and and i don't think people probably realize how 
difficult that is and, and how I'd imagine you really had to chase the points and think about it a lot. So you've gone through that and obviously now we've got this qualifying system with, uh, with Ironman as well. And for the good athletes, you know, it's, it's rel- seems relatively straightforward to qualify but you've still got to do a fair amount of racing. So you're off to Cozumel this weekend. You know, what's your thoughts of, um, about the qualifying procedure? Do you like it? Do you think they should change it much? Um, actually, th- I thought it was perfect last year. Um, this year, I think they've taken out the 1,000 point races and brought in 2,000 point for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what they did with the money. To me, when there's less prize money, there should be less points. And I think now you have some 2,000 point races with high money and some 2,000 point races with low money. Um, which then makes people choose, oh, am I racing for money or am I racing for points? Mm. Which, which is, that's the, they've made a change, but I don't know if the change will actually be for the better. The other change they did is a steeper drop-off, um, and that, that I think is the right decision. Um, it stopped me last year. I went to Melbourne, and it was after Abu Dhabi, and I, I didn't have to, I, I was going there because you, you knew top 10 got you enough points to, to set you up for Kona, um, but we all know the rules. You read them at the beginning of the year. You work the system, um, and then uh, yeah, and then you follow it. You, you pick a plan and follow it, and generally you'll do pretty well. The fact that I had zero points in January first, I hadn't done any seventy point threes. Any oh, I did Arizona. Sorry, because of that, because everyone everyone told me if you want to make Kona, you need to do a late. If you haven't done Kona and or done well, you need to do a late season Ironman. So I did Arizona, then Melbourne, and then a few. I did three halves, and that got me into Kona. And none of them were great results. So the fact that that I could make Kona with no Ironman points until November of the the, the year before mm-hmm. uh, means the system is not super difficult. Like when people say, "Oh, they have to race too much," or I, I guess I don't believe in that. For I, I didn't I didn't win any races. I didn't have to race out of my skin to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, my best race was still Kona. It's not like I showed up there tired. Um, so when it, when it, when people say that, I'm like, well, yes, that can happen if you don't, at the beginning of the year, pick a good race plan. Mm. Um, but most injuries come from training, not from racing. I mean, that's the cyclist race sort of. I mean, some of the pros are racing almost 100 days a year. Mm. Um, and that's not a, a great model to follow back in the the 90s and early 2000s because they have a bad rap about them but now I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a pretty clean sport i mean i hope um but yeah we don't have to race that much generally people get injured from from training too much in between races um it's not the racing themselves i did three halves back to back to back and i got fitter each one i raced better almost each one um I only ran 25K each week. I'd do 21 in the race and then a Wednesday 5K jog. I didn't try and mix racing and training. That would get me injured and then I could blame it on the race. But that's my bad decision for trying to train too much during three halves. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people in our sport, when they have great races, they love to lap it up. But when they have a bad race, it's always something else. It's always oh, the system's not good, or the nutrition. Or, yeah. so that's, that's my opinion, a little. So I'm a big believer in if I have a bad race, it has to be something I did wrong. Um, I mean, sure, there is flat tires and there's getting sick the week before a race. But um, Cozumel, I'm going to go roll around. Um, I might, if I feel great and, if, if, and there's more um, 
residual effect from my Kona training than, than I think there is. I'll, I'll maybe go a little, ha- little harder. I can, either, I can either race easy and try and do a fast run time, um, or I can just go solid at all three, or I can just roll around all three. Um, I'm just doing this so that if I get injured halfway through the year, I don't have to do another Ironman. Mm. Right now, I'll, I'll probably go and do Ironman Nice. Um, mm. They've offered to help me out, so I'm, I'm pretty happy to, to return the favor, show up, and, uh, and try and race, race solid there. But again, Kona will be the, the goal. But I think I think you have to now with this point system you have to plan your year out, um, and if I race two if I kept going and tried to win Cozumel, to be honest I think that would ruin my 2014 season. I'd get injured, and I could blame it on the 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 season next year. But it would have been a bad decision in say October November that set me up um, for a bad season. So everything has that. What goes up must come down. You, that that sort of saying. You must. Uh, you got to think about all, all the effects of what you're doing. Mm. And, and in terms of all your, yeah, maybe give some of your sponsors a bit of a plug because um, you know you got to support a family these days. That's and, right. Uh, Commitment. And and these races, you know, the prize money is um, is not amazing. So we figure, you know, a big part of your income must come from your sponsors. So maybe just um, give a couple of your sponsors, a, you know, a bit a bit of a plug and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to to, to shout out to Cervelo. Um, as far as as a bike can be as close to cheating as possible, I'd actually have to have to say the P five um, is pretty close to that. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm pretty anal when it comes down to my bike equipment. There's even a few bolts I took off my bike for Kona. It's not that <laughs> hilly. It's not that hilly. But I was like, if they're not doing anything, a piece of electrical tape will do the same job. But yeah, the P five is a pretty pretty crazy fast bike. Um, and then Tokyo Re is a reinsurance company here out of Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an office in Sydney, Zurich, and London. Um, but they're my big financial sponsor. So without them, it would be very hard to race um, professionally. You need a, you need a backer like that. Mm-hmm. You can only get so much out of the in industry sponsors. Mm. Um, I'm not Lance Armstrong. Never will be. Um, don't want to be. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> that that's just life. So I'm thankful to, to Tokyo uh, Millennium Marie. Um, their parent companies out of Japan, Tokyo Marine, and then uh, Bermuda Olympic Association, the one that sends me to, to to all the all the races, and and basically the only thing they ask for in return is to help the the kids out here um, in Bermuda and set a good example, and then to show up to. Uh, to Com Games, Pan American, and 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 bust my ass to try and get to Lon- London or now Rio, mm. but um, yeah, those are the three main ones I have, and uh, I'm not uh, I'm not filled with sponsors throughout, um, but uh, I'm lucky to have some some ones that are pretty pretty loyal to me, and I try and be as loyal to them as I can. Awesome. Oh well, I'm glad I got my thirty third pick wrong. Yeah, I, I did it a couple. I did it a couple of years ago, and who did I? No, the reason you, the it was reason Luke we do it, it was Luke McKenzie. Wasn't <laughs> I got it right. Yeah. He picked it about five years ago, and every year we try, and since then he hasn't got it. But you, you proved him wrong. And well oh, done, and Tyler. I love it. So yeah. awesome. Well, well, please pick me as 30, 33 again next year. <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Put that down as a permanent Tyler Butterfield spot, and uh, and hopefully that's the lucky number to to put someone in the top ten again. No, you, you're proven now, mate. You're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, have a good time in Cozumel. Um, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing that result there. And thanks so much for your time. Yeah, we really we'll, appreciate we'll, it, mate. Uh, we'll see you over there in Kona maybe next year. Cheers. Yeah, I mean, as long as I finish Cozumel, that's a guarantee. 
Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks, well, thanks for your time. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No worries. Okay. Jombo, your thoughts. Ah, oh, good guy. Yeah. Was a nice guy, wasn't he? Yeah. He's got an interesting and insight get, because he's because he's got he's had such a diverse career career, mm, isn't he? Mm. And it was good to get you know, you've been asking me a lot about why the ITU guys aren't necessarily smoking it in Kona. Smoke a bit of smoking elsewhere, but he sort of gave some good insight into that and to you know, having a bit more patience and stuff and they'll come through. Bevan will win next year. I hope he does. Because mm. who else is there in the New Zealand scene? Uh long course. Brownies, you wouldn't think Brownie's going to go back again. No, 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 no. He's he's gone. Yeah, like you know, and, and, you know, purely he's at the end of his career. But Richard Usher is amazing, but he's never going to do well in Kona because he's not going to swim fast enough, and he'd have to qualify as well. We've got some good seventy point three athletes. Is Richard Usher? He did New Zealand, didn't he? Yes, and he didn't do very well. No, he got like fifth or sixth, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah versus. Yeah, no. Uh, if, uh, anyway, but we've got some great 70.3 athletes. So I don't know if any of them will switch over, like the likes of Graham McGrady, Callum Millwood, and things like that. They're, they're really solid, you know, proper world class athletes, but whether they switch over, don't know. Mm. Time will tell. Yes. Um, but it was great having him on the show. And again, we might get him on again later to talk about some of that cycling stuff because it will be interesting to see about. Because the other thing about cycling is you're in a very supported world. Yes. You know, is, is it, and, and socially as well. It'll be interesting to see the difference as he moved into long course. And, and in terms of his ITU stuff, he, he got a bit of screen time because he was a weak swimmer relative to ITU at Ironman. You know, he's, he's almost coming out in that front yeah. group. But he would be, you know, was the guy who was behind Macca and stuff. Yeah. And then he'd just be riding through like an absolute machine and then putting in, you know, a solid run, which would have him midfield. Um, but he had to do a lot of work on the bike. Really? Well, that was yeah. what he was saying about his run, wasn't it? You yeah. Know, he was thinking he was going to be doing a 36. Yeah. Just because he was killing the bike. Yeah. You know, and then to pull off like a sub 32. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Okay, John, sponsor. Extreme Endurance. Yes. One, of, one of their pro athletes is uh, Matthew Russell, who I saw recently finished. Uh, he was inside the top 20 in Kona, which is a pretty good achievement, especially he's another one of those guys who really, I was going to say sucks in the swim, but he's just, he's always going to be out of the game a bit. But he's one Ironman candidate, and to get himself up to 17th in Kona, or 17th or 18th, pretty solid. And he uses Extreme Endurance, and this is what he's got to say. I finished third, and then literally seven days after, I uh, competed in Ironman Canada, and I won that race, and I'd like to talk to you about extreme endurance and why I recovered so quickly. So the first product I take, these are the main three um, products I take from extreme endurance. First is extreme endurance itself. I take a few pills in the morning, a few pills in the night, helping my recovery. And then I have Execute, that's the protein. I take the protein before and after I work out. And then lastly is the extreme immune boost. The immune boost is a multivitamin, and since I've been taking it uh, about a year now, and I haven't been sick. So if you want more information, just go to xendurance.com. Thank you. He's on all the gear, isn't he? He is. And that's the thing. You know, he was, he was able to back up. I think that must have been last year. He uh, backed up two two Ironmans within a, in a week, and he... And he won his, his second, was it a week or two, and he won his second one, Ironman Canada, and smoked around the course. So check it out, xendurance.com. If you want to use the promo code IAMTALK, you get yourself a night. No, I am 
Talk 5, get yourself a discount. And Aussies, I've actually discovered that it's actually pretty fairly inexpensive for me to ship stuff to Australia from Christchurch just postage so if any of you Aussies want uh, extreme endurance or immune vital um, are you breaking licensing agreements there? There's nobody doing in Australia oh, yeah okay, so great. I just posted over John Newsom. so I think it's only cost like seven bucks in postage so. you, need, you need your own email address for this one <laughs> I, go to coach John Newsom. yeah go, go to his website don't email me you only get a couple a couple of thousand a day forward them on he's making millions guys seriously so Aussies and Kiwis you can get it off me uh, everybody else go xendurance.com okay um, just a couple of questions and answers questions and, and answers, answers. Um, we've got a bit of feedback on that arc to arc arch to arc race uh, yes yes Mark Bayless completed the race last year and who's this from I think this is from good old Tim it was either Tim Tim Hemming or yeah. John Leverson. No, it was Tim Hemming, I think. Okay. Completed the race last year. Yes, he broke the record. And no, the time is not particularly fast. He did the channel swim non-wetsuit. Wow, that's oh, pretty impressive. Yeah. So it became a bit of a sports science experiment in terms of keeping the body temperature up enough and piling on the pounds for the crossing whilst being in shape for the run to London to Dover beforehand. As you correctly discussed, the timing and weather conditions have been correct too, have to be correct too, or you can reach it uh, a mile from, how's it? I'm not even on Calais. Calais. Calais, is it? Um, And find yourself being taken with the current to Belgium. It's not a good thing. One other thing is Mark Bayliss is Stephen Bayliss's brother. Yeah, very good. Mm -hmm. So there we go. And and he's got a clip on here, which I'll put on our website about the race. Just another email from Skip Slade, just talking about Arizona that happened last weekend. But one thing, he sent through a few interesting little facts. 4,400 volunteers, which is pretty amazing. But one thing that was really interesting was... 2,650 athletes signed up for the race. 97% of them finished. Nice. That's pretty impressive. It was a pretty fast day. Yeah. Mm. And there was 980 first-timers. So that was pretty interesting. Grant Callahan also sent through a a link saying a neurologist claims that grains are destroying our brains. (laughs) Here we go. Bevan, stop eating all that carbohydrate. Um, yeah. um, I had an an interesting discussion. M M was uh, M's Power Cookies. She was at the registration for the Tri Festival at the weekend, and um, yeah, she she wasn't too too over overly keen on the on the high fat low carb diet. But I think the main thing with it, the thing that got me about Atkins is everybody just ate all this fatty shit and they didn't think about all the macronutrients. So just just trim a bit on the carbs and just have have plenty of fruit and vegetables and don't be afraid of fat. You know the okay, and now we're on to Ironman finishes. Now we're on to Ironman finishes. Thing is, we're living longer than ever. Humans are living longer than ever. Yeah. You know, like and except, except for you, you know. Well, I'm dying. <laughs> about I, love to die. I love how you tell me I'm going to die every week. Yeah, but we must be doing something, right? Oh, yeah, I just, I, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die. I need to put up the list. Have you got the list? Yes, I have got the list. Is there somewhere I can get it? Yes, there is. Under show notes, 2013 show notes, and then finishes, <laughs> okay, and then November talking. the 26th. So, how do we normally do this? Uh, you read out the name. I've, I tell them what their, okay, their thing is. I'll do the first talk about one. Something else for a so we got Zania Morrison did Ironman oh, Canada. Zania Morrison, twelve twenty-seven PB on the run, and she saw the bear. So the bear finishes. does exist. Where is it? Show notes. Show notes. Then there's a, a folder called finishes, uh-uh. and then okay. there's then there's November twenty-sixth. So Zania, who I saw at the pool this morning, she see, did. She really see the bear? She did. Yeah. Have you talked to her about this? Yes. Did she crap her pants? 
If I saw no. a bear yeah. who I know can run 36 miles an hour, John. Yeah. She did not say she crapped her pants. I would be crapping my pants. Now, yes. I suppose it's a perspective, isn't it? If I saw a bear way off over in the distance, yeah, different story. Yeah. But it was on the path. It was. Anyway, Danny is a Kuakini crusher. Imagine if someone had been eaten by a bear in the race. Hold on. No, no, but that is a good Got story. It. Yeah. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's not a good story. Well, it's not a good story, it's but story. it's a good story. Yes. It's a, it's a story that's good 20 years from now. Yes. When we go, oh, do you remember that race 20 years ago? Yeah. And there'd be all these beer jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Radio. You're number two, Phil Scott. Well, I'm, it's taking forever to open. Phil Scott did The Outlaw, 1117. That makes him a what, John? That makes him a Kuakini crusher. Dylan Gleeson did Iron Man Coeur d'Alene, 920. 920, he smoked it, John. Animal. David Pettigrew did Iron Man Canada. you're doing my job. Well, you get your job rolling. It's the Microsoft program. Well, all I'm hearing is excuses. <laughs> all I'm hearing. David Pettigrew did Iron Man Canada, 1414. He's a cruiser. Give me one. Yeah, we've got 15. Uh, Jean Carr Seafried did Kalmar in Sweden. First Iron Man, 1056. I need a new computer. She, so 1056, she is a Pilani Predator. Does anyone buy me a new laptop? Stuart Lawrence did Iron Man Wales, 1138. Well, Iron Man Wales is a tough course. 1138, so nice. Kuakini Crusher. Look, Sarah's just speeding up because he wants to get finished. And it was not, a, was not a PB. Those other three, they were all PD, PBs. David, 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 oh, John. Dylan and Jenna yep. were all PBs. Kevin Murray did Iron Man Wales, 1509. You're a Kailua Cruiser. It was a PB. Robert Cocho did oh, yeah. Iron Man Core Lane, 1253. It was a PB. And that is a Harvey Hummer. Oh, come on, Excel. Harvey Hammer. We always get that wrong. Don't You're the we? Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Watley did I'm in UK, 1320, PB, and he's a Kailua Cruiser. Look, he's I'm going to get there. <laughs> Barbara, the Jet Rocket Nelson, did Wisconsin, 1404. She's a. Official Excel sucks. Kyla Cruiser, uh, David Rowe did I Man UK and nine fifty nine fifty five for a PB, and so he's David, just wait. Well, you got to give the I am talk names. Oh, the green light kid. And who was the person before that? I did that. The Jet Rocket. Who was the person? Barbara that? Nelson. What about person higher up? That's an unofficial name. Oh, you don't you don't yeah. get the name out if you're unofficial. Yeah, David Rowe. He, he is. John is coming. He did. The, he's an elite animal. It's coming. Three to go. Jennifer Moore. It's coming. Lake Tahoe, thirteen fifty six. Is <laughs> not a PV. And Harvey Hammer. And then Eric Lee. The total package did challenge Penticton, thirteen twenty eight. Oh. So he's a Kailua cruiser. Last lucky Spencer Whitmore did Subaru Subaru Ironman Canada. Just get up now. 13, 13 hours, 7 seconds. First Ironman PB. It was his PB, John. Nice work. Kailua Cruiser. I really felt I helped with that section. Good. I really thought I did my bit. Okay, you know? nice. Bloody Excel. Bloody Excel. Problem is you can't steal it nowadays. Not that I ever stole it. Yeah. But they've done it so that you have to buy a like, subscription. Mm. It's a pain in the butt. Is that why my computer's running so slow? Are you using Excel? Mm. Did you Any word? It? Did you? I got, I got it off someone I know. <laughs> <laughs> who gave it to me as a present that person's a really nice person yeah and they wow. pulled, paid full price for it well yeah exactly that could be my problem they gave it to you as a present did they well it's mm. so nice of them mm. such great people mm. okay Jonbo what's up next um, coffees of Hawaii coffees of Hawaii what about it I had an idea wait a second I heard that sound what was it it was that light flashing <laughs> come on Epic Camp Light next year with me I've still got spaces for my Kona Camp it is How awesome many more? 
I've got about four or five spaces. Come on, guys, get on it. It is awesome. John puts we're, on great camps. We're doing a loop, loop of the island, the big island, and then you get to do the Hawaii 70.3 at the end of it. Can you ever change the name, John? Why? It's just light. Well, it's not the full Monty. You can't go saying you've well, done you an epic camp. something else. No, it's, it's, got, it's still pretty epic. I have to admit, the gear was cool. Yeah. The gear you had last year. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. That was awesome. It's worth coming on the camp for that alone. Yeah, exactly. Plus, you get to basically do the full Ironman course. You get to race on half of it in the, on the half of the bike course in the 70.3, and you get to do the full Ultraman course, basically looping the island. Are you saying Manalani again? Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. And we went for dinner there, and that was, that was a good was, night out, wasn't it? It, is, it was good times there. The only problem was it was a romantic dinner with John and I. Yeah. It was a perfect location if you were like a we had we had the groupies there as well. Yeah, the young girl. Mm-hmm. No, I've got problems. I think I'm probably supposed to be home. It's only nine o'clock. I know, but let's see. No. No, it, no, it's not. Who is it? Somebody might be complaining about something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so you, you, where I was going with this is he's going to do a tour. We're going to well, no, we're, we're doing the loop of the island, but then you can experience all the different sorts of coffee as we go around the island. Oh, nice! So when you fly over, most of us have to transit in Honolulu on the way over. Some of you Americans don't, but when, you, when you're in Honolulu, you can have the coffee there from um, Coffees of Way, and they've got a, an Oha Island coffee. And it is just loading up now. It's the the big wave coffee nice. when, you're on, when you're on the Honolulu one, which is where the, the some of the big surf beaches are. And then when you come over to Kona, then we'll be in Kailua for the first couple of days, which is where the race is held. And then when you're there, you can go for a little bit. We're going to have a little bit of uh, Queen Kahumana Kahumanu Espresso, which is the Chrissy's coffee. So we'll have a little bit of Chrissy's coffee while we're in, in Kona. Nice. And then we're going to move uh, around the island. We're going to be biking around to Hilo. And then when we're over in Hilo, we will have, they've got a Hilo coffee, which is the, uh, where is it, 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 Hilo, the Hilo Kaniluhua coffee, so we'll have a bit of 100% Hilo coffee, roasted mildly to retain its fresh essence, and then when we come back around the other side of the island, over to Manalani, then we can have the, dun dun dun, a bit of bit more Kona Nightingale. Oh wow! A European roast adds character to the fragrant wine and fruit-toned bouquet of this hundred percent Kona coffee. So, what more do you need when you come into camp? You get to meet a bunch of cool people. Awesome do, people, John. Do all the Iron Man stuff. Yes. You get to go to the Volcanoes National Park, and that run is amazing. Is it really? It was wicked. Where you basically run into a uh, into a blown out sort of volcano. Very very cool get to ride around the whole island say you've done basically the Ultraman bike course and then you get to do a race as well Wow, that's pretty swim great. the Ironman course bike the Ironman course run the Ironman course do it all and get to hang out with John Newsom <sighs> what, does life better? get any better I met there was a couple of listeners out of the, out of the show at the weekend I was in a bit of a frazzle when they started talking to me saying that. what do you mean out of the race yeah my race at the weekend and uh, girls a couple of girls one did the, the try try and then her two support crew and they also listened to the show so hello I can't remember your names but thank you for listening oh that's pretty cool yeah well done Murray Lepworth gave me gave me a uh, uh, gave me a compliment, mm-hmm. but a bit of an insult as well. Yeah, <laughs> he comes up to me, good old Mazza. Yeah, he's back into it. He says, "When I gave up Iron Man, I stopped listening to the show, and I've come back listening to the show." And he goes, "Wow, you've really evolved, and you know some of the work you're doing is really good, and you know, you know, you, you know it's been really nice, you know. Yeah, you know, you're doing good work." And then he goes, "Because I used to think you're an airhead." <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Thanks, Mazza. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. God. Yeah, bloody great.
I'm Talkers Proudly brought to you by Coffees of Y. Um, get the tour. Athlinks.com. It's new. Extreme Endurance. Someone else you reckon it's good? And SLS Try. It just looks cool. Mm. You can be like filling it. And it's finish line shot, which we'll put as our photo for this week's website. Yes. It's gold, isn't it? It is. He, he, he's, he's photogenic, isn't he? There's yeah. no denying it. Yeah. Yeah. Look uh, at that shot. A whole bunch of photos. Okay, John, what's your goss? Well, last week was all about the race, so that was basically I completely ignored all the athletes that I coached and just did a week worth of uh, getting ready for the race. It all went pretty well. Uh, really cool to have a good elite race where there was quite a bit of they were all together. You know, we yeah, had group, group, some group stuff. We had and the girls just I don't know what they were doing, but they they got caught. They had a seven minute head start, and uh, the guys caught them at the end of the second bike ride. So it was a double super sprint, three fifty swim. Well, it was really interesting because in the first lap it was pretty close. Yeah, I thought it was going to be close because it was about three and a half minutes after the first lap, mm. or close, maybe just a little bit under that, mm. and then. Once the boys got on the bike in the second lap, they just destroyed them. Yeah. So it was a 350-meter swim, 10K bike, 2.5K run, twice through. And it was good racing. The girls' race was great. You know, you had two two girls going shoulder to shoulder for the, for the for the second run, and it was pretty close. And similar similar sort of deal on the, the second run for the guys. Um, we had Cam Goldsmith uh, take it out. He pulled away at the start of the run, but it was still, still pretty close. And from Mike Phillips, it was good racing. Nice. Mm, overall, went pretty well. Commentators... Could, could do better, but, you know, they're Apparently okay. Ken's a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. Exactly. Ken's great. Uh, what else? Uh, that was all I did last week. What's My kids were fantastic. Thomas was uh, oh, manning. Them there. They were manning the aid station. Oh, were they? Uh, picking up cups and they're handing out a bit and... My God, they loved it. Oh, really? So we, had, we had a couple of other people. We didn't just have a, a four and a six-year-old. They were not manning the yeah. aid station by themselves. <laughs> and had this been an Ironman where the aid station is slightly more important, it would be different. But, man, they were just so good at just running. Just, some people would drop the cup and Thomas would sprint down, grab it, take it back to the box. He just he would have done thousands of intervals. He was awesome. <laughs> so that was good times. What, um, what are you up to for this week then? This week I can get my training back on track. Between here, I've, I've only got like, I think it's seven weeks or so till Auckland. People are noting that I'm talking a big game, and I'm just got to stop talking such a you big game. You have been talking a big game pretty much as soon as you put this website out. <laughs> you've, you've talked a big game big time. Yeah, I need to start delivering. Well, well, you, well you've only had one couple yeah. chances to deliver. Yeah, it's not the time. I've got but, two out of three have delivered, but yeah, mm. but you know, it's, it's getting to that pressure time. It is, you know. So looking forward to. If you don't qualify for Kona, we're screwed. <laughs> we're still going. We're screwed. Oh, qualifying won't be an issue. It's just... Well, but see... That's not talking a big game. That's just... For a lot of people out there, John, that's just yeah, I know. cocky. cocky. I know. Well, He's a cocky crappy that Newsom. Last time I raced, challenge wrote 8.51. I'll be in better shape than that. If I do anything remotely close to that, it'll be walking the park. Auckland could be a challenge. Winning, winning that because the problem is you talked it up and all these Aussie guys go oh, hey, I'll go show you some Auckland could be a challenge what if you get fifth in Auckland how shameful would that be well if I have a good race it won't be shameful but no it'll be shameful yeah, it won't be I'll be, I'll be alright because the whole world will be watching John this has been picked up by NBC in America. Yusim's racing; he's making his comeback. I'll be the soft story. The guy that tried to qualify for Kona didn't even make it. <laughs> what else happening? Any other goss? Any other goss? Big thanks to Christchurch Casino. We had a huge turnout there for our awards dinner, which was really cool to see. Great, Dave Dwan. Yeah, Dave Dwan. Dave Dwan was good. Yep. Yeah. Got lots of uh, outings coming up, Bevan. Tell it's me about busy it. times. We've got you know end of year things. And do you have work functions? Uh, we've got a couple. We've got Blinders work one. We've got a. Uh, I won't say that. We've got some other. We've got some other stuff what going do you mean? on as well. <laughs> You're doing swinging or something? No, no. <laughs> Just the way you did that. 
Uh, so we've got quite a few, quite a few little functions to go to over the next few weeks. So going to have to be tactical about where I fit in the training. I was speaking to a lawyer yesterday. A guy comes to my class. A guy called Ashley. Is it Ashley? And uh, and the guy, I love him. When he, you know when you, well, when you teach fitness. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get somebody who just beats himself up, mm. and that's so fun to train because they just put another challenge. And he's mm. like that. He just he just kills himself. And he's saying he's going out five nights a week right now, just entertaining clients. Mm. Back of that for a life. Yeah. Back of that, and you know it's, it's eating and drinking. It's like. Mm. You know, and, he, and he's a fit young man. Like he's, you know, he's, you know, he's not unhealthy and he's not overweight. But he's had to do my head in. John. Mm. Yes. What's happening with you? Well, we've got our work function this week, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at a winery. Mm-hmm. Which one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right. Mm-hmm. laughs> name, name a winery. Uh, Larkhams. Yes, Larkhams. So yeah, we're going Larkhams, and uh, they, they t- you're trapped really because mm. they're taking us out on a bus. Mm. Can't leave if you don't like it. Yeah. A bit trapped, yeah. So that'd be good. There's always a bit of work costs. So I think called a taxi. Oh, to a winery. Yeah. What do you reckon it cost you for a winery? Well, it's going to be a free night. It doesn't matter if you spend a hundred bucks on a taxi. Hundred bucks night. on a taxi. Well, probably sixty. No, it would be hundred bucks because from here to the airport, it's like seventy bucks. Yeah. We get ripped off for taxis. Don't get me started on this because I went yeah. to Adelaide, John. Yeah. In Adelaide. Have you been to Adelaide? No. Adelaide. The airport's miles away. It's like mm. twice as long as Christchurch Airport. Mm. How much? Have a guess. I'm, I'm, the way you're inclining, I'm going to say it's 30 bucks. 25. Yeah, that's a good deal. 25, John. That's a good deal. That was, and it was waiting in traffic. Christchurch, how far is it from here to the airport? 20Ks? At most. At most? Yeah. It was about 70 bucks from my house. Yeah. No, admittedly, about 55 from home, 70 from the airport. Yeah. How can the airport charge you for leaving the airport? <laughs> yeah. Airport yeah. charges do my head in, John. They do. They do my head in. Bevan's around of the week. Well, no, because I biked to the airport this week. Yeah, and you but, biked out to my race, and you were late. Oh no, noted. How long do you? How long does it mean to take? It takes longer than you think. I should have. I probably said that. I said that to somebody else. I thought an hour. Yeah, there was a big it's, mistake. It's over thirty k's, and you've got 30, quite a, quite a few k's, and you've got quite a few stops. Yeah, unless you run the red lights. Well, which I did. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've got to admit, I did drive what through one red light. Oh, you drive the, through red lights. It was pick it up. You give me a hard time <laughs> for biking through them. You drove through a red light. I got up at I got up at three three fifteen on Sunday morning and drove out there. So it was four o'clock in the morning. You drove through red light. I stopped. And it was one that was no, all... you're a criminal, John. It was all these roadworks. So like one of the road things wasn't it? There was no cars coming. Like, anyway, here's the excuses. Anyway. You drove... You, I ticked the box. You, if that was, if that was on a survey, I'd tick the box. You swear at me because I ride through them. Yeah, you're a sh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what was... Yeah, so the ride took me longer than I thought. Mm. The ride... And I was stressing <laughs> because cause you kind of get out of town. It took me 15 minutes to get out of town. I'm, I'm cruising. Yeah. No worries. Listen to a good book on my podcast, on my book, on my, on my earphones. And then I get to kind of like, just for Kai Boy... <laughs> And I'm thinking, I'm pushing it for time here. And I've still got wood in to go. Mm. So I sent you a text. You did? Yeah, because at least I was responsible in that way. And the other thing that happened on the day was my bloody traffic management truck, which bring out all the cones in the morning. They give me a call at 6.15 in the morning. Race starts at 8.30. Oh, truck's just broken down. Oh, no. Jeez. They did. They got managed to get it set up on time. But um, yeah, that was a bit stressful. That was a little bit stressful. Mm. John. Yes. Joe's quit a job. Has she? Yeah. Hundred percent, because she she was meant part time before, didn't she? Yeah, no, she's quit. Yeah, she's full time work on the business. Nice. Which means we're going to spend a lot of time together every day. 
And the thing about Joe is, which I really loved it about Joe, is she's quite sophisticated looking. Mm. You know, like my Joe, if, if, if I'm an airhead. My Joe belongs to me. Of yeah. course she does. But if, if I'm an airhead, mm. she's sophisticated. We're mm. like yin and yang. Mm. We really are, aren't we? Mm. And Joe, when she goes to work, she just always looks classy. You know, mm. she's got glasses, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. she's got that look. I like that about her. Mm. And, uh, and, but now, Working from home. Walking around pajamas all day. <laughs> exactly. So, it's, you know, most works have casual Fridays. Mm. We're thinking we might have dress-up Fridays. Right. You know? It's going to be interesting. Yep. Who's working in the office and who's working on the table? We've got two offices now. Oh, have you? Yep. The other rooms are in her office. Right. Very good. That's why we've got the new computer. Ah. Yeah. Nice. And the good thing is she never liked my office. Yeah. The thing is, it's my office, John. How's your office? Messy. Yep, exactly. But what is it, John? It's my office. It's your office. You can do what you want. Yeah. She'd come into my office, tell me off because my office was, and I'd say my office was better than your office. Yeah, I would say that too. Yeah, and she'd get frustrated at me. Frustrated. And I'd be like, "Oh, it's my office." It's gonna be pressure time in the relationship, seeing each other twenty four seven. Oh no, I think they'll make a better oh, job. Oh no, because we love each other's pressure, company. Pressure, pressure, pressure. No, 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 she loves her pet. Honestly, she never gets sick of me. Mm. Although she did the other night, John. Really? So, Wait, so, really? so there's this like blunder. She's, she's, you do always do this, and it's like you just said she. Never get sick of me, but... What, what, what do you always do? Oh, just small things. <laughs> do you not change? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you always do that? Always do that. So the other night, it was Sunday night. Yeah. And I look at my cup of tea. How big is that, John? It's a big cup of tea. I like a big cup of tea. It's a big cup. And at night, what do I do, John? What do I have at night? Yeah, big cup of tea and, and, you, and your chocolate. And my chocolate, <laughs> yes. So, Joe, did I tell you about the cup of tea? Did I tell you about buying cheap tea? No. So, John... We're not poor. We're doing yep. all right. Yeah. You know, but we're tight. Yeah. We're tight. And uh, we buy tea. Mm-hmm. What kind of tea do you buy, John? Were you, you'd probably gone and bought your Bell tea or Bell, something. Bell like tea. That. And that's, that's yeah. pretty low range, but it's yep. good enough. Yeah. So I came home shopping every week, bought me Bajo tea. Oh, no. I'm like, babe, we can afford Bell tea. You know, yeah. like, you know, yeah. Bell tea's pretty. So then the other night, what she did is she did the trial. Yeah. She bought out two cups of tea. Yeah. Yeah. And she had, like, even put stickies on there and stuff mm-hmm. and said, okay. Which cup is the bell and which one's the budjo? Mm. Problem was, I was a little bit tired. Mm. I was a little bit tired. I was like, oh, I can't be bothered with this right now. And I said, babe, to be honest, because the problem is, she wanted me to play the game right away. Mm. And the, when I drink my tea, I, I eat my coffee, I, mean, I eat my chocolate first. Mm. And I go, babe, to be honest, I just want to eat my chocolate and drink a cup of tea. All <laughs> 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 that went down like a lead blue. <laughs> Came over. She took both cup of tea back she out. threw them in your face. <laughs> that was the end of that game. <laughs> so then I had to schmooze her and uh, sometimes I just need to think a bit more, John. Yeah. Anyway. We're still waiting on that big story you were told going to tell us about the year. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. She bashed me a little bit. Right. Okay, I'm telling it. <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble, but that's all right. It's a long show today, but carry on. It's probably not even a very good story, John. Okay, it's been built up. I hate those ones. Yeah. It's mm. probably a bit of a letdown. But the problem was, I'm not sure what happened, but I must have annoyed Joe one day. I'm yeah. not quite sure. <laughs> I'm not quite I'm sure. telling you, you got to think this work situation through. <laughs> I must have. I'm not sure what I did. Yeah, but we're going to bed, and, and what normally what happens is we'll we'll go to bed. We normally go to bed about nine thirty. We'll snuggle up a little bit, have a bit of a talk, and all the rest of it. And yeah. then Joe will go turn over, and I'll, I'll either jump on the internet for half an hour and read or read or something like that, yeah. and then I put my phone down. Well, for some reason, Joe fallen asleep. <laughs> no, I think the night before I mm. I must have accidentally woken her up. Yeah, the night before I must have woken her up. Yeah. <laughs> 
So this isn't a very good story, but I'm going to tell it. So the, the night before, I must have woken her up, and it must have annoyed her. Yeah. <laughs> she had gone to sleep the next night. Yeah. I, I read. I turn my light off, and I, and I fall asleep in the <laughs> she bashes me <laughs> in, her, in her sleep She just starts bashing me <laughs> <laughs> And she goes David too, I look out And she goes That's what it's like to be woken up <laughs> In the morning She didn't even know she died <laughs> Oh, it's all that Vented <laughs> up anger so you just let her up. When we start working together, I'll probably get the bash every night. Yeah. So there you go. So I, probably, I wasn't oh. meant to tell that story. Yeah. So I may be in trouble so now. Don't mention it to Joe if you see her. Just nod and smile and so say, tonight I'm when not I go sleeping sleep. anywhere near you, baby. I'll get the bash and the sleep again. Yeah. She fair bash me too. <laughs> <laughs> She'll like smash me. Like, Whoa. That's what it's like to be woken up. <laughs> nice. But, but the thing was, she did it in her sleep. Like I was yeah. sleep talking. Yeah. So... She felt really bad the next day. Oh, and she, she said to me, don't tell the story on the show, so I'm in trouble now. Yeah, good there times. Go. Right, big long show. Okay. Thanks to Tyler Butterfield for being on today. You're a legend, and, and, and thanks Murray Lepworth. I think I just proved to you that I'm not an earhead. I may have a legends thing lined up for this week. Oh, we need to, John. Yeah. No, we really need to. Yeah. Because if you drop off iTunes after six weeks, they no longer promote you. Mm-hmm. If you don't put a show out every six what weeks. What was the date of our last show? You've got a week. I've got a week. Well, yep. it should be on this week, hopefully. Who we got? Eugen Zach. Oh, Oh, nice. Mountain Snail will take some credit for that one. He does. Yeah. Yes. So I've just got to sort it out. Okay, I'm Russ. I'm a note. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.